You made too much of an effort to get out here, he said. Ostensibly, all to investigate a chasm fiend's chrysalis? A dead one, even. There has to be more. You don't understand the compulsive nature of scholarship, I see. She shook the jar. If you really wanted to see a chrysalis, you could have just had them tow one back for you. They have those chull sleds for the wounded. One of those might have worked. There had no need for you to come all this way out here yourself. Blast! A solid argument. It was a good thing Adeline hadn't thought of that. The prince was wonderful, and he certainly wasn't stupid, but he was also... mentally direct. This bridgeman was proving himself different. The way he watched her, the way he thought, even, she realized, the way he spoke. He talked like an educated light-eyes. But what are those slave brands on his forehead? The hair got in the way, but she thought one of them was a shash brand. Perhaps she should spend as much time wondering about this man's motives as he apparently fretted about hers. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. Just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 70 and 71 of Words of Radiance. If you are behind on an episode and you are picking the wrong one, make sure that you have selected the right one. We wouldn't want you to get messed up. If you are behind on your reading, make sure that you catch up because you don't want to miss on any of the fun. And as a special treat, here's a special message from my daughter, Fiona. My birthday is tomorrow. Thank you, Fiona. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he was just about to show me some salacious drawings of himself. Oh my goodness. Oh it's my a goodness. sexy Jack. What's up? <laughs> How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Salacious, salacious pictures. That's that's a I, funny I, ass I, part I, I of think the, you, the chapter. I think you mean bo- bodacious, bodacious pictures. He's totally bodacious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved that salacious part when he's like, you're going to sh- show me? And she's like, really? think i'm gonna show you pictures of myself yeah, yeah. Like i know that. it's so funny so funny oh gosh yeah there's it's a like, few there's a few really good moments like that in this chapter yeah yeah oh, i mean mm-hmm. it's bound to happen between these two characters because like we said last chapter or last episode they haven't had any time together so this is like no this is like but, many chapters now in a row where they're actually having to hang out it's great there's lots of innuendo here that bears sort of credence or whatever i was built like picking up on prior to you know speaking about kaladin the way he looks at her right like the passion the, she's describing him as passionate that he has a rugged handsomeness yeah she's like he's not good looking he's not like super grandly like good looking like adeline but there is something yeah. he's, he's good looking like a natural rock formation <laughs> perhaps there's something there that wasn't there before oh you're pull, pulling out your megs over here that's a that's a megs move right megs there. yeah remember she said that no. during our uh our D game last week oh megs meg yeah, that yeah. Megs. so i'm thinking i thought you meant megs as in um, uh, Hercules Megs. I'm like, no, I'm doing Beauty and the Beast, dude. No, no, like the um, real, the real Megs. 
The real Megs, yeah, yeah. the yeah. Megs, the Megs, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, what do you, what do you, uh, you ready? Or you want to do this chapter or what? I am ready. Chapter seventy from a nightmare. Should we talk about the image that appears before the chapter? Yeah, sure. This image is cool. It, uh, of course, speaks to my heart because mm-hmm. it's talking about plants. Yes. So um, a, few, a few things to note in here, actually. So this drawing, it gives you a nice sort of um, slice of uh, a view looking down uh, the chasms. Mm-hmm. And it gives you these trailing vines and a few frill bloom depictions here, which are quite lovely. The one uh, plant in particular looks somewhat like a, a poinsettia. Mm-hmm. Um, but... What's interesting here, okay, so a variety of vine bud that is unknown to me. What I liked was the vines appear to seek not just water, but others of their own kind, mm-hmm. creating the occasional tangle in the chasms above. I really like that little description there, almost as if the plants are seeking companionship, like holding hands. <laughs> yeah, I like it, it a lot. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. Oh, these, I loved these it. These chasms are so wonderful. Look at them. They're trying to hold hands. Well, these, these, little, these, well, these little, yeah, these little vines and things holding hands. Yeah, yeah like, it's I really re- cute. I thought that was that was my little highlight of that picture for sure. Um, yeah, super great to see them, and of course, the very quick retractions when the chasm fiend is coming yes. and they're racing away from it, mm-hmm. which is what we're getting at the start of very this chapter. active uh, um, foliage here. Um, yeah. The, the other little thing that I like to point out in the the picture, anyways, is that these three yeah. different drawings of three different kinds of Kremlings. We've mm-hmm. we've been hearing a lot lately about these like different kinds of Kremlings. You know, before mm-hmm. it was just a blanket statement, and now we're getting you know, uh, Sill was interested in a couple of different looking ones, and now there's the, uh, these three different different kind of types of Kremlings. So it's just really nice that they're not just standard. There's all kinds of different variety, just like there are different variety of people. Well, just- and just like these chasm fiends, because what you have here is you have a, like a bulbous one, like they've talked about the other chasm fiends mm-hmm. and this one that's chasing them yeah, is described as long and narrow, kind of similar to this depiction of one of these other right. Kremlings here. But just like picture. a gigantic version of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which really begs to wonder like, what are we doing? Are the Kremlings? Uh, dude, the, the image. And the when, chasm fiends. The word image related? that he paints of it, like being not on the bottom floor of the chasm, but on the top suspended and it's using its claws yeah. to like climb yeah. across the chasm. Fucking yeah. cool, man. It's so, yeah, it's, it's really so crazy. scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Especially um, because they say that their spheres that they have are only illuminating like a couple of feet from them. Yeah. So I if know. it's like three well, feet Kaz- from them, they can't see it. Like Kaladin in the text is described as stumbling through the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine that's behind you. You know it's behind you. I love in the text when it says, "Is is it behind us?" Yeah, it was. Like, I love <laughs> yeah. that. It's yeah, so yeah, great. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. get to it in a minute. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, once again, another um, cryptic beginning. Whether this was Tanavast's design or not, millennia have passed without rays taking the life of another of the sixteen. While I mourn for the great suffering rays has caused, I do not believe we could hope for a better outcome than this. Hmm. The sixteen. Yeah, what's that? What do you think it is? Well, I want to point out that almost everything that we've talked about in this series before has been yeah. tens. Tens. Right? Ten heralds. number sixteen is uh-huh. is odd. I'll say that. Do you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. You see what I did it's there with odd. the odd? Yeah, it's see odd. It. So it is odd because normally this world is kind of based on these numbers of 10. Um, I want to also mm-hmm. point out Tanavast 
is a name we've heard before we have. from the Stormfather when he says to Kaladin in that storm dream, child of Tanavast. Of Tanavast, yeah. Yeah, so, hmm. Seems like Ray's, whoever Ray's is, is connected to this Tanavast. And um, it sounds like to me, here, I wrote this note down here. Ray's is the Ray's son of Tanavast? Uh, well, we don't know. We have no idea. Um, mm. Ray's hasn't taken the life of another of the 16 in a millennia, right? right? In a, yeah. But that must mean that Ray's did take a life of of the 16. Oh, because it says another of the 16. Another of the right, 16. Right. So that yeah. means he's already taken a life of the 16. Right. Whatever that means. So. So the 10 heralds could be a reduction in number? Don't know. That's the, that's the, the, the curious part of this is that this number hmm. 16 is different from all the other numbers. Even back in the beginning when we mm. first got that that pro, uh, prologue with the the heralds mm. in it there were only 10 yeah so hmm that's interesting yeah that another be... another little mystery for you i think yeah well kaladin is scrambling down the chasm leaping branches and refuse splashing through puddles exasperating though shallan might be he wasn't going to abandon adolin's betrothed to be eaten by a chasm fiend mm -hmm. if they were being followed and the next paragraph, I love it, they were thumping yeah. from behind them, claws on stone, scraping. So he was already carrying her pack, and I think in a minute he's going to be taking over her satchel. Right. Which I like that, that's one of my little highlights of this chapter, is that she trusts him with that satchel. It's an important thing for her, right? It is. Yeah. And I, I like that, that she trusts him enough to handle it, like to have it. She also wants like to that. live. So I think that's she does. To me. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just reading into it. That <laughs> yeah, you know, I like that too. It's so valuable to her and important to her. She trusts him with it. I think. I think mm -hmm. that's. I think that's a good thing. So either Shalon was in excellent shape for keeping up with Kaladin, or uh, something else was going on because she didn't even seem to get winded. Right. By this, and we know why. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't know Stormlight's involved, but she clearly is probably holding a little bit of Stormlight in because Cal yeah. said that it gives you a little bit of extra speed, a little bit of extra sure. strength. That's aside yeah. from the Endurance. surge binding. That's just a mm. a side effect of having Stormlight in you is these Brought enhanced senses. Yeah, these enhanced abilities. Barrels down a pathway, grinding carapace behind him. Uh, and then he hears a four-voiced trumpet. Mm -hmm. That's this. A four-voiced trumpet from this chasm fiend, as loud as a thousand horns being blown. A horrible sound. Yeah. The chasm plants withdrew in moments. And I like this next sentence. Uh, in moments, the entire place went from fecund to barren. Yeah. It's just like, like that is a really cool image. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have all this life that's hanging uh, down here, and then it's it's gone. I imagine the frail blooms and the rock buds are like pulling the vines up. They're like, oh god, and they're like pulling the vines up to get the get, get the vines out of the way. Because <laughs> we just learned that there's a relationship yeah. between the foliage down here. So like, there's a relationship. Yeah, where they're holding hands. Well, they've got a couple of vines hanging out in an alcove. They're like, guys, get out of there! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. So a rock bud and a frail bloom getting it on in an alcove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out of there. Get get out of the alcove. Um. 
Yeah, so th- this is this is interesting. Uh, the world, like, okay, so as the, as the foliage is retreating, it's like the world is preparing for a high storm. Mm-hmm. That the chasm fiend is a high storm to, in yeah. and of itself mm-hmm. to this to this area. It's that much dangerous, right? It's it's the, the same equality of danger. Shallan's holding out her hands as if preparing to embrace the thing. Mm-hmm. He grabs her, uh, or Kaladin grabs her, pulls her after him, and she allows this. I, I love that's another one of my highlights is that Shallan allows things right that's so cute the way so it's i want to make um, a, a direct correlation here too mm-hmm. um he just described the chasm fiend as a as a high storm and mm-hmm. shallan was doing almost this exact same thing when she was on the balcony at the wine house when the high storm was yeah. coming only a right. few more seconds she let wants me to see be it closer few, right and she's doing the exact same thing with the chasm fiend here mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's a nice little um uh, little inner uh, through line here Kaladin's thinking, but it had their scent, or perhaps it had their sound. He had no idea how they hunted. Yeah, that's interesting. And he and he and he needed a plan. I like that that he's thinking about these things, but he doesn't have the knowledge. No. Like knowledge, nature. I don't know what this. I don't really know its capabilities. Yeah. We don't really know. Not not only can um, you, not only are you not gonna get to roll it with disadvantage. You just don't get to make the roll because the roll you've entirely. never seen anything like this before. You've got no proficiency in that. You've got no business rolling that skill. This isn't D&D. You're just about to get eaten. <laughs> Shalon turns the opposite way from the way that he was going to pick. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, kind of gets a little puffy about this. Says, this is no time to argue about. And she says, shut it, follow. This was a Princess Leia moment for me. <laughs> yeah, somebody totally get this is. walking carpet out of my way. Just, just Somebody has to save our skins. Yeah. Like, you know, this was just fantastic. That's awesome. She... She led them down into an intersection. Kaladin is uh, feeling winded. I like this. She's not feeling the wind, but he is. Yeah, because he doesn't have any. Uh, he doesn't have any stormlight. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it kind of. I kind of just with the play of words, it kind of made me think of like, like even though he's feeling winded, it's well, it's you know the wind's not with you, or rather, right. Shalon is hanging out with the wind again. Right. Um, you're, you're, you're missing, you're missing your, your little girl. Like you, you, you need Syl, you need Syl there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's feeling winded. She's not. I thought that was an interesting, again, an interesting contrast. Right. Which is kind of what this chapter deals a lot with. It as does, we, yeah. As we will continue. So he could only see blackness. So yeah, we were talking about that, like stumbling through the dark is this massive thing behind you. The moonlight was too distant. And this is one of my little, tiny little highlights in the text. The moonlight was too distant, too choked to illuminate these depths, like as if the moon was being strangled by this thing. Right. Love that. Yeah. That it, like this monster, this beast is coming after you. The moonlight itself was choked. Oh, mm-hmm. I just love that. Well, I it's, that I, it's also, it's also about like the, the tops of the, the chasms, right? Yeah. That yeah, they're so narrow at the top and yeah. larger at the bottom that they can't, light doesn't get through. It's, I know. It's not like it's a V formation where there's all kinds of space at the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no. Yeah, it's no, really I just, cool. it just with the language with the beast mm-hmm, barreling mm-hmm. down on them. Um, the hem of her dress was snarled and ripped. Her hair was a mess. Her face was flushed. We can't rest long. It will be coming, he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And Shalon says, cover that light. She yells back at him. And he says to her, rather than in his mind, he says out loud, we can't rest long. And she says, quiet. She's so smart here. This is so the smart. Quiet, 
Sorry, the darkness was complete. Save for the thin light escaping between his fingers. Could he fight one of these monsters, he, uh, he's thinking, without Stormlight? He tried to suck in Stormlight and none came once again. Mm-hmm. He hadn't seen Sill since the fall. And I think that's also another interesting choice of words. The fall, literally the fall from mm-hmm. the bridge, mm-hmm. but the fall, the, pro- the double promise. Right. The Moash, is that a fall from grace, a fall from honor? It's definitely a, a, a suitable word because the um, Knights Radiant, their demise mm. is often known as the fall, right? The fall. And the, mm. the, 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 and the Knights Radiant fell from glory and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Shalon had led them back to where they'd started. To food for the beast. I love this. Mm-hmm. What do you give a monster? Something else to eat than yeah. you. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so, so smart. So she, so, so smart. So, and she's pulled this off. Oddly, it says here, some light flashed in the chasm behind. What was that? Stay here, Shalon whispers. And then incredibly, she started to move toward the sounds. Again, like you were saying, out on the balcony with the storm, she mm-hmm. wants to see it intimate up close and yeah. per- I feel like it's like Jeff Goldblum in the law lo- in uh, Lost, the World. Lost World when he's like she has to touch it she's going what is she doing she's going closer to the dinosaurs what's she doing <laughs> yeah like are yeah. you crazy yeah um he reached out with the other hand and snatched her inadvertently he w- he had grabbed her safe hand yeah and he let go of it immediately yeah and she says I have to see it we're so close are you insane he says probably yeah, that's something a, he's been accused of too, being crazy. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned earlier these like little intimate moments between them, and this safe yeah. hand thing is a, an intimate mistake almost, right? Like well, he didn't mean I'll to do it go. that way. He wasn't like trying to violate her her safe hand, no. but he grabbed her instinctively and was like, "Oh, yeah. like almost like two people reached for yeah. the same dinner roll and then they touched yeah. hands and like, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry." Well, and this is so much more, but yeah. so, Tim touching her safe hand. Right. I actually almost. She only glanced back at him rather quickly. She didn't make anything else of it, though, in the grabbing. No, because she's so So, entranced by this beast, right? Like, I suppose, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but in even earlier in the text, uh, on the other back on the other page, um, uh, her dress was snarled and ripped. Her hair was a mess, and her face flushed. Mm -hmm. The flushing of the face, like there's just there's a lot of little things that i don't know i'm not looking for necessarily sexuality between these two characters mm-hmm. but i am saying that there's language put in here to read a little bit into that well they're definitely um, they're definitely at odds and some of this language yeah. is inferring that they are quickly doing away with some of that they're becoming that they are becoming closer like adeline and Kelly. i, li- had to go I through, like right? to think I like to think that too, that they're Mm -hmm. working things out. Yeah. Especially toward the end of this chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, So are you you insane? Probably. Finally, he put his spear down and dropped her pack and satchel over his spheres to muffle the light. And then he followed her. What else could he do? Explain to Adolin. Yes, princeling. I let your betrothed wander off alone into the darkness to get eaten by a chasm fiend. No, I didn't go with her. Yes, I'm a coward. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Like... (laughs) (laughs) There was light ahead, um, and there it was, this chasm fiend. Um, The beast filled the chasm, long and narrow, not bulbous, 
It was sinuous, sleek, with an arrow-like face and sharp mandibles. And then, this is interesting, it was also wrong. Mm-hmm. Big, big creatures are supposed to be slow, and this one moved with ease. It was chewing on a corpse of a fallen soldier, ripping it in half. Another little bit of a Jurassic Park mm-hmm. uh, thing there, ripping it in half before it eats it. Um, also from the same movie, actually. Uh, the Lost World. That mm-hmm. face was like something from a nightmare, evil, powerful, almost intelligent. And then Shalon notes something that's just, this is amazing. Those spren, Shalon whispers, I've seen those. And the spren are what's causing the light. Yeah, right. She said, what is that light? Yeah. They danced around the chasm fiend, small, glowing arrows. And she whispers, sky eels. Mm-hmm. They follow sky eels too. The chasm fiend likes corpses. Could its kind be carrion feeders by nature? No, those claws, they look like they're meant to break shells. I suspect we'd find herds of wild chulls near where these things live naturally, but they come to the shattered plains to pupate. And here, there's very little food, which is why they attack men. Why has this one remained after pupating? Mm-hmm. I loved her. I loved her little conclusion there yeah. about the claws. No, no, it can't be like, uh, yeah. again, I, she's like working like, out uh, her scholarship stuff in the moment, cool. right? Yeah. It's yeah. really, really cool. Love it. Chasm Fiend was almost done the meal. Kaladin took her by the shoulder and she allowed him. This is what I, I love this language mm-hmm. where she's allowing him. This yeah. is cool. Um, she allowed him to pull her away. They returned to their things and gathered them up and as silently as possible, retreated farther into the darkness. So right. I like that he had to go get her and like, Shalon, like, come on. Like, yeah, it's let's time get to out go. of here. Yeah. I know this yeah. is fascinating, but we got to go. And again, I don't know. It, it brought to me a little bit of like Han Solo pull. It's like telling Princess Leia, that's it. We're mm-hmm. shutting down. We're getting out of Echo Base. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. We got to go. Um... We get a little scene change here. <clears throat> they walk for hours in a completely different direction. Shalon allowed Kaladin to lead. Again, there is the language again. Uh, this next paragraph I love. What a majestic animal she's thinking. Her fingers itched because she wanted to sketch it so bad from mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. That her fingers were itchy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So the, the, the um, unfortunate part here is that they made a lot of headway. They walked in a certain direction thinking they were going back mm-hmm. to the war camps. And then when they ran into the ch- chasm fiend, she brought mm-hmm. them all the way back to back where they started. to the corpses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they pretty much lost a whole bunch of time, but they're alive, which is great. So. They're alive. They're great. And they're continuing. They were far from it now, far from the, from this chasm fiend. So they've, they've got away from this threat. So. I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. I, maybe for a little bit, I was thinking that we might get some dramatic battle with Kaladin using a spear mm-hmm. in this thing. Like, but I, I was like, how do you, you can't fight something like that with a spear. It's like going up against a Tarrasque right. with a spear. Right. Or something sort of equivalent. Like mm-hmm. she covertly checked the spheres in her pouch and she drained them all. But she says here next, this is another reminder of her piety, her devotion. Bless the Almighty, she thinks, for the stormlight. She would need to make a glyph ward in thanks. Mm -hmm. Without the strength and endurance it lent, she'd never have been able to keep up 
with the Kaladin with Kaladin long legs and Kaladin long legs. That is funny. Kaladin yeah. storm blessed. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I Kaladin got, long legs. I got a new yeah. nickname for this guy. <laughs> Kaladin long legs. It's like a daddy long I legs, said, but it's like Kaladin. Dude, yeah, dude. It, I, I laughed out loud. It was just. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Kaladin long legs. Oh yeah, that's in definitely. a in a uh, um, alternate uh, world. Hopefully, Kaladin mm-hmm. has kids, and then they call him Daddy Long Legs. That would be hilarious. <laughs> daddy Long Legs. Yeah. Um, she was exhausted. Um, she gives him a, a bit of a smile, and, and uh, he says, "We'll need to stop for the night." And she says, "Sorry." It's not just you, he says. I honestly have no idea if we're going the right direction or not. I'm all turned around. If we can get an idea in the morning of where the sun is rising, it'll tell us which direction to walk. Mm -hmm. So she agrees with this, and he says, we should be able to get back to, to get back in plenty of time. No need to worry. The next line, the way he said that immediately made her start worrying. Right. She could tell that he's worried. (laughs) Yeah. It's of yeah, it's of concern. He's trying to calm her down, and she's like, "Well, if he's trying to calm me down, there's reason. There's reason, yeah, for that. Yeah, there's a reason for concern." They had rations of flatbread and dried chal jerky. The chal jerky, I have to admit, sounded kind of appetizing. Uh, I wrote gross what is, in my uh, what my notes, but chal 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 jerky. Yeah, who, know. who knows what chal tastes like? Maybe it's amazing. The flatbread was sole cast from grain and had that stale taste. Mm-hmm. I found that Oh, and this next line, we get another spreadhead moment. Clouds above prevented her from seeing the stars, but some star spren moved in front of those forming distant patterns. Mm-hmm. So Pretty cool, star eh? spren. Yeah, star yeah, spren. I, think that's I like that That might lot. be the first time we hear that. I think it is, mm-hmm. and I like that a lot. It's strange, she whispers, um, as Kaladin was eating. I've only been down here half a night, but it feels like so much longer. The tops of the plateau seem so distant, don't they? He grunts, and he sa- and she says, Ah, yes, the bridgeman grunt. A language unto itself. I'll need to go over the, the morphemes and tones with you. I'm not quite fluent yet. You'd make a terrible bridgeman, he says. <laughs> what, am I too short? Well, yes, and too female. I doubt you'd look good in the traditional short trousers and open vest, or rather, you'd probably look too good. It might be a little distracting for the other bridgeman. Again. Yeah. An- another thing that he didn't have to say, no. but he-, he must have been thinking it. I mean, let's be honest, she probably would look fantastic in a bridgeman's prob- outfit. Okay, well, you I'll know reluctantly what I mean? admit I'm just that. just saying. Yeah. yeah, she probably would look good. Here, honey, put on my <laughs> hockey uniform. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Put on my old am- sweaty vest with padding. Yeah. My- <laughs> so she, I, and, and she smiles at that. Yeah. So she's, I mean, it's almost like being, it's a little flirtatious to me. I have to say, like, unless I'm reading all this too much into it, maybe, but um, she digs into her satchel. She's got her sketchbook and pencil. She starts sketching. Pattern is laying on her skirts, content to be silent in Kaladin's presence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wondered a little bit about that, but I, I wasn't sure how much to read into I, that I one. wanted to dwell on this for a second because it got me thinking oh. about how it's almost too perfect that Syl's not around, that something's happening between Syl and Kaladin right now during this moment. Because if Syl was around... <gasps> wait, wait, is it pattern that she's avoiding and not Kaladin? 
Um, no, what I'm saying is that oh, okay, sorry. if Sil, <laughs> maybe that's what you're yeah, saying. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm saying that okay. if Sil was here, they would see each uh-huh. other, and also yeah. Cal would have some of his power back, and they would get they'd be able to get out very easily. He'd have to reveal his powers, but he could get out pretty easily, right? Um, but if she was here, she'd be like, "Hey, that's the thing I saw," and then it would go. Mm, you're right. a friend too. So there'd be a whole pack of other things going on. So mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. very uh, um, fortuitous for Brandon mm-hmm. to have written the fact that mm-hmm. there's a a little bit of a Still parting away between yeah, and that this is happening because mm-hmm. if it wasn't, let's say he decided to make Sil and Cal have some kind of fight or disagreement, and Sil leaves um, after the whole chasm debacle, then mm-hmm. this whole situation would be completely different. Do you know what I mean? So it's very fortuitous for him right. to have decided to write mm. it this way because to get these it, two friends yeah. don't get to interact. They don't yet. I'm hoping, I was just gonna, about to ask you if, uh, but I think the only interaction we've had with Syl and Pattern is that Syl noticed Pattern. In the duel. And, and then did she go to follow him or go close or something? I thought yeah, she, she did. Yeah, she flew over there to go investigate, but we don't know. We don't know if they happened. had an interaction. Yeah, we, don't ha- we have no idea. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. We don't know. That'd be interesting. Okay, so it might be a little distracting. She laughs. She starts sketching. Um, Pattern is there, content to be quiet. Kaladin says, Storms, you're not drawing a picture of you wearing one of those outfits, are you? She's like, yes, of course. I'm drawing salacious pictures of myself for you. After only a few hours together in the chasm, you have quite the imagination, bridge boy. Yeah. And again, again, Bridge Boy, I don't know what the Princess Leia, the Flyboy thing. Mm-hmm. Get out of the garbage, you Flyboy. Um, well, it's what we're talking about, he grumbled. I thought you were tired. She says, yeah, I'm exhausted, but so I need to relax. So this is relaxing for her. Mm-hmm. It totally is, and we know that about her. Mm-hmm. So she, she drew their path through the chasms. And he's like looking over her shoulder, trying to have a look. He says, what, what is that? She says, well, it's something of a map. She can't draw it like a regular person. She has to draw it like a like a, a real picture. drawing, right? Picture, mm-hmm. right? And but the, the the interesting part is that she's not drawing the floor. She's drawing her kind it's of an above view, yeah, an above yeah. view of the chasms as what she remembers the tunnels being like. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's as <laughs> if she, as if she's flying or up in the air or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. The full shape, she says, of the plateaus that we walked around, just the chasm pathways that we used. And he, even, even, she, even, well, he picks up on this yeah. and he says, you remember it that well? Yeah. Storm winds. <laughs> hadn't she intended to keep her visual memory more secret than this? Uh, no, not really. I'm guessing at a lot of this. She was trying to get Wiggle out of this. Yeah, she's downplaying she felt, her skill here. I love this. She felt this next, okay, this next paragraph it's a mind blowing. She felt foolish for re- revealing her skill. Vale would have had words with her. It was too bad Vale wasn't down here. Actually, she would be better at this whole surviving in the wilderness thing. This is really turning into different people. At this, at this particular paragraph. The, the, this line definitely seems to insinuate that she wishes... A different person were here instead of her. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's maybe further than that. That Vale has become someone else. She's referring to that she wishes Vale were here. Mm-hmm. 
As if she's not. As if she couldn't just create Vale, the illusion yeah. of Vale. She can't yeah. at any time. It's too bad that Vale had dude. something else to do today because yeah. it would be really great if she could be here. I could really use my girlfriend Vale. <laughs> no, she's busy. My girl Manny vale. Petty, you know. Um <laughs> Well, if you Well, if your map is correct, we've been making our way southward instead of westward. I need light to navigate better. Perhaps, she said. We'll wait for the sun tomorrow, he says. That will tell me which way to go. Mm -hmm. She only lasted about half an hour of drawing, finishing only a quarter of the sketch before her head hits the pillow. She fell asleep. So we get a, another point of view change. Yeah. So back to Cal. And uh, back to Cal, still dark. Caledon nudges her awake and she groans awake. Drowsily, she tries to pull that pillow over her head, but instead pulls a dried shell meat onto her. Um, yeah. which spills on her, which is funny. Hilarious. Um, sure. That got a laugh out of him. She notes that's good. Um, at her expense, he's willing to laugh. So if you want to turn this bridge boy into less of a grump, then, oh, th we, this, then maybe you need to, we haven't flipped back to Kaladin's POV. This is still her POV. Cause she's thinking no, I'm to herself, saying that, sorry, I'm just correcting my, what I said earlier, that this is still her POV here. We haven't flipped to Kaladin's. It, Right, so sure, that got a laugh out of him. Storming man, yeah. So she's thinking, I like that, that, you know, in order to get him laugh, it ha it's, has to be at her expense. Right. With regards to the joke. Yeah. Her, you know, her funny quips aren't l enough to get a laugh, but when she's- Yeah, in, like that's that, like, yeah. if you want him to laugh, it has to be that you, Shalon, are being made fun of. Right. right. Then he'll laugh. Yeah, that's funny yeah, enough. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so sleep in quotations, um- tossing and turning on the rock ground, occasionally walking with a start to find that she drooled in a small puddle. That's what she really feels that she did, not yeah. sleep. No. But it doesn't really quite roll off the tongue, so <laughs> no. oh, it's, yeah. I just love it. Yeah, that's funny. Um, she checks to make sure that her sleeve hadn't come unbuttoned. And then she notes here, I need a bath. And Callum says, a bath? You've only been away from civilization for one day. Just because you're accustomed to the stench of unwashed bridgemen doesn't mean that I need to join in. In my home, he says, growing up, bath day was once a week. Mm -hmm. I think even the local light eyes would have found it strange that everyone out here, even a, the common soldiers, finds a bath more frequently. How dare he be this chipper in the morning, she thinks. She threw another piece of chal meat at him when he wasn't looking... And the storming man caught it anyways. And she says, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I love that so much. What a, like she throws something at him, expecting to hit him. He's, he catches he's got yeah. the Calvin, the Calvin long legs, uh, reflexes, eyes in the back of his head. He sees yeah. it or whatever. He knows it. He senses it coming, catches it. And she just says, I hate him inside yeah. her mind. Yeah. That's great. It's so I funny. love it. We didn't get eaten by that chasm fiend while we slept, he says. I'd say that was about as much of a blessing as we can expect. Under the circumstances, come on up. Sorry, he says, come on up, up, up on your toes. Your map gives me an idea of which way to go, and we can watch for sunlight to make certain that we're on the right path. We want to beat the high storm, right? And she says, uh, you beat the high storm? Actually, you're the one I want to beat, she says, with a stick. And he says, what was that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing. So, so she continues, this next little description, I love it. She must look like the after effect of a lightning bolt hitting a jar of red ink. Yeah. Dude, 
That is funny. Yeah. That is such a Brandon, Mr. Sanderson. I love that description of Shalon. Lightning hitting a jar of red ink. Yeah. That is just divine. Um, she trailed after him. Her stomach was complaining because she did not care for the chal jerky, I don't think. No, she, I don't think she liked it much. Nope. So the sky was starting to brighten, though. She's yawning and pulls up beside him. She says, what are you thinking about? Because he's kind of fell back into being melancholy again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was considering how nice it was to have a little silence with nobody bothering me, he says to her. Sourpuss. She says, liar, why do you try so hard to put people off? Maybe I just don't want to have, uh, to get to have another argument. You won't, she says. It's far too early for arguments. Try it. Give me an insult. I don't insult now, she says. I'd rather walk these chasms with a compulsive murderer than you. At least then, when the conversation got tedious, I'd have an easy way out. And your feet stink, she said. See? Too early? I can't possibly be witty at this hour, so no arguments. She hesitates. And then she says, besides, no murderer would agree to accompany you. Everyone needs to have some standards after all. So just blasting him again. She's right. got to do it. And then Kaladin can't snorts relentless. here. He actually snorts. He yeah. thinks it's funny. Yeah. Right? Remember, we, we were just a second ago, we said he yeah. only finds it funny when he, she's being made fun of, but she made fun yeah. of him and got a little snort from and him. He's, yeah. yeah, a little snort from him. She says, be careful. That was almost like a smile. And earlier this morning, I could swear that you were cheerful. Well, mildly content anyway. If you start to be in a better mood, it will destroy the whole variety of this trip. Variety, he asks. <laughs> yes, if we're both pleasant, there's no artistry to it. You see, great art is a matter of contrast. Some lights and some darks, the happy, smiling, radiant lady and the dark, brooding, malodorous bridgeman. That, he stops, malodorous? A great figure painting, she says, shows the hero with inherent contrast, strong, yet hinting at vulnerability so that the viewer can relate to him. Your little problem would make for a dynamic contrast. <laughs> How would you even convey that in a painting, Kaladin says. Besides, I'm not malodorous. Um, he's, I think he appears to know what it means. Yeah. I'm not sure Adolin would. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's, uh, yeah, Not I don't sure. know if Adolin would either, to be honest. Oh, so you're getting, <laughs> she says, oh, so you're getting better. Yay. He looks at her dumbfounded. Confusion, she said. I will graciously take this as a sign that you're, that you're amazed that I can be so humorous at such an early hour. She leaned in conspiratorially whispering, I'm really not very witty. You just happen to be stupid. So it seems that way. Contrast, remember? <laughs> this is Shalon could make a really good wit a king's wit I think so too yeah like she has got it down yeah like I don't know uh, maybe the two of them she's got should, good timing maybe they could switch positions maybe maybe uh, oh, maybe Hoyt you know could what be it the, is? Uh, the apprentice I just got goosebumps dude I what? think she's going to impersonate wit what do you mean that's what's going to happen I think oh she's it was gonna... an illusion you mean yes Dude, that is a prediction of mine. Okay. Well, make sure I, we write this one down. Yeah, you're right. Because it's been building and building. All the skill, her witty comments, it's very similar to wit. So there may come a moment in this series where that is something that she feels she must do. Right. 
Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting. I would that that'll be really really interesting. Kaladin jogs to catch up to her and says, "Storms woman, I just don't know what to make of you." Well, preferably not a corpse, she says. I'm surprised someone hasn't already done that, he says. But give me an honest answer. Why are you here? Well, there was this bridge that collapsed and I fell and he says, sorry. <laughs> so he's sighing. She says, sorry, something about you encourages me to crack wise, bridge boy, even in the morning. Anyway, why did I come here? You mean to the Shattered Plains in the first place? He nods. And that's where she notes there was sort of a rugged handsomeness to the fellow, mm-hmm. like the beauty of natural rock, as opposed to a fine sculpture like Adolin. Mm-hmm. Again, contrast. Right. Contrast in these two men. Right. She called it out and now it's uh, evident. Kaladin's intensity, that frightened her. Yeah. He was, th- he was this man with teeth clenched. You know, it unnerving. She says, I came here because of Yasna Kolin's work. The scholarship she left behind must not be abandoned. That is the truth. It's totally the truth. It's, that's a true statement. Mm-hmm. She's not lying there. And Adolin, he asks. Adolin is a delightful surprise, she admits. They wriggled and pulled up as Shallan passed. These were the vines that were uh, reacting mm-hmm. to her coming. She says they're very alert and she wants one. She actually... But she's actually pretending to be interested in the vines to get a clipping so that that's part of the reason why she's here. She's trying to cover up. I think and she's genuinely also really interested in it too. I think she's interested, but she's using it she's as using well her to deflect. Right. I think so too, but I think she's genuinely interested. Well, it's even says here, she says she needed a bit of one so that when they go back, she could grow one as an experimentation. Mm-hmm. Next line pretending she was here to explore and record new species helped push back the gloom so again she's pretending right and 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 the next sentence is even better she heard pattern humming softly from her skirt so he's hearing her pretend about right. being interested mm, and then he's lies. going lies yeah. Yeah. oh exactly, you're doing lies right? you're yeah, doing that thing I love I like you that you do tell that me lies. lies tell me sweet little lies <laughs> nice um well, and then she's thinking, hang on a second. What is this bridge boy going to think if my skirt starts buzzing? Right. That's funny. Um, just a moment, she says, finally snatching one of the vines. Um, she, I think she gets out a small knife uh, f- f- from her satchel. Yasna's research, he said, it had something to do with structures hidden out here, did it not? Like beneath the creme? Cal is so perceptive. He's got a very high passive perception. Like, I think it's... I think he's observant. Yes, very much so. He's, yeah. Like, he I just... think he's a bit like Sherlock. Like, he remembers details mm-hmm. too. Like, maybe not as much as the memories of Shallan, but for him to recall this much, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. What, and she says, what makes you say that? Well, you made too much of an effort to get out here, he says. Ostensibly also to investigate a chasm fiend's chrysalis, a dead one even. There has to be more. You don't understand the compulsive nature of scholarship, I see. And she's shaking the jar. Again, the jar that she puts the vine cutting Mm -hmm. in. Again, pretending. Like, look, this is what I'm here for. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. If you'd really wanted to see a chrysalis, you could have had them tow one back for you. They have those chal sleds for the wounded. One of those might have worked. There was no need for you to come all the way out here yourself. Blast. A solid argument. Mm -hmm. He's on to her. Yep. 
And I really thought that I, so when, when it went to that paragraph blast, a solid argument, I thought, I thought when she was on the previous page where she's like, I'm a, I'm a little bit frightened of him with his, uh, his disposition. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, is he going to like get like, I don't know, get medieval on her and like, like get the real what answer are you really out of her here for kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, I that's why I was like, Oh, are we going to get like a real, as, as seri- intense as we know Kaladin is, I don't think he would ever do that. He's not the type. Well, we, we haven't seen it, but given the pressure, I guess that he puts himself under to never fail Daladin right. or sorry, Dal- uh, Dalinar again, he, he might cross those lines he's I don't know. already I, appeared to cross the line i don't with, think he would he, he, he's yeah sure he's intense he is definitely a good fighter mm-hmm. um but he's never he's never shown us a side where he would try right. to harm that's true an innocent right if anything he's kind of the complete opposite he's, of that right right he's never tortured anyone protect I those don't think in the series can't protect themselves protect themselves right right the bridgeman was proving himself to be different. The way he watched her, again, the way he looked at her, mm-hmm. the way he thought, even the way he spoke, which was like an educated light eyes. And then she's looking at his slave brands. Mm-hmm. The hair got in the way, but she thought that was one of those shash brands. Right. So she's seen them before. Mm-hmm. On slaves, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he continues on here. He says, riches. He said, as they continued, he held back some dead branches so that she could pass. I kind of like that little bit of chivalry that he's doing for her, like, you know, getting the the light-eyed woman through this area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a treasure of something, of some sort out here, isn't there? And that's what you seek. But no, you could have, you could have wealth easily enough just by marriage. So again, he's working through it, working through the logic of it. Right. And she, and I, this, this is great because... I just imagine her getting as with each step that she takes, she's getting more and more nervous. Right. Because, because she's she like more she, and more onto her, her thing. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, he's lifting up the veil. Right. You know, and oh. she's like, no, I don't want that. Good use of word there. Yeah. I just want to, I also want to just point out that, um, he might be catching on to her, but she's catching on to him too, because she's like, he speaks like an educated light eyes, but he has a, a, a right. shash brand. He, she's seeing the duality of Kaladin Stormblast that we've learned through mm-hmm. reading the books, but she's just observing him and seeing like, there are two different people here. There's this soldier, yeah. but there's also this educated man. So, mm. and he was also a slave, cool. so there's more going on to him. So she's catching mm. on to that stuff too. Nobody had heard of you before this, he continues. The Devar house really does have a daughter your age and that matches your description, but you could be an imposter. But you're actually light-eyed, and that Veden house isn't particularly significant. If you were going to bother to impersonate someone, wouldn't you pick someone more important? He's done his homework. She says, yeah, she says, you seem to have thought about this a great deal. It's my job, he says. I'm being truthful with you. Yasna's research is why I came to the Shattered Plains. I think the world itself could be in danger. I love, dude. That's I, I absolutely what? love this next part here. Okay. This is oh, like the a, next few lines. Yeah. It's an, it's a revelation of something happening earlier in the book that we weren't aware of. And I just love how oh. it's released here. Uh, yeah. And, th- and that's why you talked to Adolin about the parchment. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, wait, how did you... 
oh, your guards were there on that terrace with us. They told you. I didn't realize they were close enough to listen. And then he says, I made a point of telling them to stay close. To stay close. Yeah. Right. At the time, I was half convinced you were here to assassinate Adeline. So that was like shortly after Tef's like, hey, uh, should we pay attention to the redhead? Because like no one knows anything about her. And she's like really right, right. in the family now. And, and he's mm-hmm. like, fuck, that's right. Maybe we should pay attention to her. So I really love recontextualizing that scene at the wine house where she's telling him, you know, she's opened up to Adeline, not realizing that she's actually opened yeah. up to the guards, which means she's to actually Kaladin. opened up to Kaladin. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It is very, very cool my men said that you seem to want to get the parchment murdered so they heard that they just didn't understand yeah i said nothing of the sort she says though i am worried that they might betray us it's a moot point as i doubt i'll persuade the highnesses without more evidence if you got your way though kaladin says what would you do about the parchment i would have them exiled and who will replace them dark eyes I'm not saying it would be easy, Shallan says. Mm-hmm. They would meet, they would need more slaves, Kaladin says, and a lot of honest men might find themselves with brands. Right. And then she looks at his brand there and says, still sore about what happened to you, I assume? Wouldn't you be? Yes, she admits, I suppose I would. I am sorry that you were treated in such a way, but it could have been worse. You could have been hanged. I wouldn't have wanted to be the executioner who tried that, he says. Me neither. I think hanging people is a poor choice of professions for an executioner. Better to be the guy with an axe. He frowns at her as she's trying to make this joke, and she says, You see? With the axe, it's easier to get ahead. He stares, and then he winces and says, Oh, Storms, that was awful. And she says, No, it was funny. You just seem to get those two things mixed up a lot. Don't worry, I'm here to help. So, like, (laughs) so funny. She's so so funny, dude. Um, I love it. We are dancing mighty close here. To a mm. moment that could be a revelation, right? Um, she's like, oh, you're, are you still sore about what happened to you with the, the, the brand on your head? Yeah. He's like, wouldn't mm-hmm. you be? I remember, I clearly remember my very first time reading it and thinking mm-hmm. during this part, holy mm-hmm. shit, she's going to find out. She's going to find out that he's going to tell him, her. Right? Yeah, because he said so in the dueling arena, right? But there was so much going mm-hmm. on. There was probably no way, like he said that he betrayed me and my men. He killed my men, blah, blah, right. blah. But he didn't right. say why. He didn't say shard blade. He didn't say anything. No, So no context. It yep. feels like that moment is coming in this part and it doesn't, but they're dancing yeah. mighty close to that revelation, right? I don't really want that moment to come. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to no. it, dude. I don't know what, how that's going to But the, the tension out. that that moment uh, um, uh, means is like electric in the air as they're talking. And I could feel it coming off the page, especially when he's like, mm-hmm. well, wouldn't you be? Yes, I suppose. Yeah. I'm sorry that you were treated in such a way. Like he was treated in such a way because he killed her brother. Like it's right there. Brother. It's yeah. like the information's yeah. right there. So yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, don't worry I'm here to help she says it's not that you aren't witty Shalon I just feel like you try too hard the world is not a sunny place and and frantically uh, trying to turn everything into a joke is not going to change that Mm -hmm. she says technically it is a sunny place half of the time well to people like you perhaps what do you mean Look, I don't want to fight again, all right? I just, please, let's just drop the topic. What if I, uh, what if I promise not to get angry? 
Are you capable of that? he asks. Of course, I spend most of my time not being angry. I'm terribly proficient at it. Most of those times aren't around you, granted, but I think I'll be all right. <laughs> You're doing it again, he says. She's, and he, she says sorry. They're passing by plants, shockingly well-preserved uh, skeleton underneath of some of these plants. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. How come this skeleton is so well-preserved when the high storms come blasting through here? I don't know. Been stuck here for a All while. Right, Maybe it's stuck under some foliage that just holds it there. Who knows? I don't know. Not a big mystery. All I put, uh, yeah, another little mystery. I put a, a little thing on beside it, but I didn't, I couldn't think of anything as to why that would be. Is that a, no. Is that a thing that comes up? It's, this okay. is the, uh, the, it's Gavilar. That's who that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gallivan says, here it is. Oh man, if you, if no, it's not. It can't be. I'm just, I'm just, just okay. fucking with you. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Kaladin says, here it is. I can imagine how the world must appear is to someone like you growing up pampered with everything you want to someone like you. Life is wonderful and sunny and worth laughing over. That's not your fault. I shouldn't blame you. You haven't had to deal with pain or death like I have. Sorrow is not your companion. And Shalon is silent. Can't even think of a reply. And she thinks here. How could she reply to that? Mm -hmm. And because you know what? Kaladin is so wrong. Yeah. Well, she says, he says, well, what? And she's like, yeah. I love this line. I'm trying to decide how to react. You see, you just said something very, very funny. And this whole time she's yeah. been quipping and she's been trying to like make him laugh. She made him snort earlier. She's been trying to make him laugh again. And now he mm -hmm. said something extremely funny. Then why aren't you laughing? Well, it isn't that kind of funny. And we know the thing that she's talking right, about is right. that she hasn't lived this life, right? No. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, she steps up onto this uh, rock that's rising around this area of water. Um, she crossed with hands out, out to the sides, balancing. So let me see, she says. You think I've lived a, a simple, happy life full of sunshine and joy, but you also imply that I've got dark, evil secrets, so you're suspicious... Um, so you're suspicious of and even hostile towards me. You tell me I'm arrogant and assume that I consider dark eyes to be playthings, but when I tell you what I'm trying to do to protect them and everyone else, you imply that I'm meddling and should just leave well enough alone. She reaches the other side and turns around and says, Would you say that's an accurate summary of our conversations up to this point, Kaladin Stormblest? She calls him by his name there. Mm -hmm. He says, yes, I suppose. Wow, she says, you sure do seem to know me well, particularly considering that you started this conversation by professing that you don't know what to make of me, an odd statement from someone who seems, from my perspective, to have figured it all out. Next time I'm trying to decide what to do, I'll just ask you, since you appear to understand me better than I understand myself. Mm -hmm. Ooh, she gives speech. him a tongue yeah. tongue lashing she there she gives him eh? a lashing for sure yeah oh yeah he's carrying her satchel at this at this time which I think she tries to take it after they get across this area how about this she says looking at his eyes I promise solemnly and by the tenth name of the almighty that I mean no harm to Adolin or, his, or to his family I mean to prevent a disaster I might be wrong and I might be misguided but I vow to you that I am sincere. He stared into her eyes, so intense, she felt a shiver meeting that expression. 
This was a man of passion. I believe you, he said. And I guess that will do. He looked upward and then cursed. What? she asked, looking toward the distant light above. The sun was peeking out over the lip of the ridge there. The wrong ridge. Mm -hmm. They weren't going west any longer. They'd strayed again, pointing southward. Blast, Shallan says. Give me that satchel. I need to draw this out. So they're not in a good place. No, they the have, that's, that's the end of the chapter. They've been wandering around getting lost. I will make another prediction um, since we're stopping there before continuing on to the next chapter. Mm -hmm. And I think that they are indeed going to be facing a storm down there. Well, they're, they're definitely running out of time. They doubled. It's, it's just morning. So the sun, sun's up and we know that the high storm's coming in the evening. So they have all day. And I think Cal yeah. said at some point that it took How many them hours, all though? day to get there. To get there. Yeah, but well, it's, then it, if they escape, it's going to be close. Like we said last chapter, they can't cross the, the plateaus. They have to go around all the bases, right? So it'll take them that yep. much more extra time to go. So it's going to be pretty close, bro. It's going to be pretty close. Okay, but here... I'm going to say this, though, too. Another maybe a little prediction. I, I don't know what the next chapter is, if it cover, goes back to Kaladin or not, but in uh, Shalon, but um, I would be surprised if Adolin isn't frantically searching for her. Like, you know, that should be a thing. Like, there should be you know, a, a, a party uh, of, you know, soldiers under Adolin's command, even Dalinar's command, if Dalinar survived. I, I'm going to remind you collapsed. that at the same time as the bridge collapsing, they were attacked yes. by Parshendi. Parshendi, right. For all we know, geez, they could have made it to the other side. The bridge collapsed. They could have had to have retreated. They could have had to retreat. Or they could be captured by the Parshendi. So many, so many possibilities. But I only Killed want one possibility. Wow. The possibility of you telling me what your highlight was for this chapter. What, uh, <laughs> so I highlight? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of little ones There's between the two ones, of them. Jeez. Yeah. Um, oh, Why don't you give me yours and maybe I'll come back to mine. Um, mine is that... Shalon and Kaladin get a chance to talk for longer than a few minutes. Like we have to assume mm -hmm. they're walking around for hours here together. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Before the chasm, uh, the chasm fiend attacked, and then in the morning when they woke up, um, they're, I think they're starting to understand each other a little bit better now. Um, they're obviously not besties, but... Um, that last part when she's like, listen, I don't mean them harm. And I really like this. You know, you've mm -hmm. said that Shalon is kind of going blindly into this mission with the whole Parshendi, um, Yasna uh, information she has saying that, you know, Yasna's well, way is the only way she could be misguided, misleading. I like here. She says, I might be wrong. I mean to prevent a disaster. Right. I might be wrong and I might be misguided. I might be misguided. But I vow yes. to you that I'm sincere. So she realizes yeah. that what she's after might be, she might be yeah. wrong, but she's got to try yeah. to see through what Yasna left her. Right. She has and to explore that the actually, I really like that admission of her mm -hmm. that she might be wrong. Yeah. That's really good. 
That's really good. Mm. My highlight is simply going to be Kaladin long legs. <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean, it's going to be something light. It's a, I, I just, I love it. I mean, I love these little things that make you laugh. And of course, I love the banter back between yeah. these two, um, which is great. But Kaladin long legs, yeah, for, for, the, for the highlight for me, sure. Yeah. I would like to In see. In fact, uh, that would have been a funny title. I would like to see some this. fan art of Shallan in the uh, Bridgman outfits. Just saying. Oh, just saying. I would like to see okay. that. Not, I don't want to see any like okay. actual, actual anything. <laughs> Everything could be covered up, but it would be no. really interesting to sure. see her in that outfit. Yeah, in the in the what the vest or the yeah the vest and the trousers, whatever the really gross the trousers. oily trousers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so chapter seventy-one, Vigil. Oh yeah, you know it's some. I, I when I read it, I sometimes think it says Virgil. Like um, Virgil, uh, yeah, like Ted DiBiase's sidekick listen, Virgil. Listen, Virgil, do you remember Virgil from wrestling? No, no. I don't know anything about wrestling. Oh yeah, right. No we, we've already had this. Well, I don't know anything I, about wrestling. I know Andre the Giant, rubber bands, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I know, I know that. That's you should. I know uh, those those three. We should do a wrestling podcast just so that you we can talk about those three things. <laughs> So I could stay in the dark like I am with this yes, and just exactly. be really out of it <laughs> exactly. on wrestling. Like yeah, exactly. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, what did God. you uh, what okay. did you think about this chapter? First oh off? well, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I was almost ex- so I was almost as excited for this as the chapter that dealt with Adolin going into jail mm-hmm. for for Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Like because that chapter I was goo goo for, and but this chapter really had all the. All the sort of hits that make for a fantastic uh, Stormlight chapter, especially starting with this Teft bit, which was really cool. Great, right? Like um, what an unexpected great POV. Great POV, and I love the way it ends. It just it's so cinematic mm-hmm. the way it ends. You can see them like into, kind of just staring off into the shattered plains. Like, well, just the way he's what? Yeah, he's wondering about Kaladin. Like, where mm-hmm. are you? Like, what's what's happening? Yeah, it's it's a total scene change in a movie, TV yeah. series, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, ding ding ding, animated series and an animated series. <laughs> ding ding ding. Um, this is one of my yeah. low key favorite chapters of the book. And I, you know, there's no major battle here. There's no um, intrigue. There's no, none of that. I just. I really love well, it. I've said this before. I'm a sucker for friendships and I really like it when our characters yeah. get to know each other a little bit better. And yeah, for we sure. talked a little bit about this in the last chapter in this episode that the, you know these two characters are kind of becoming closer, but this chapter really really gets to the heart of that, you know? Really gets to this Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like there's there's many moments in here where the quipping becomes friendly joking and uh, you know when, oh yeah when they're going through the whole um this isn't so bad it isn't um, so bad because uh yeah, yeah, like yeah because i'm not part of sadius's armor anymore always look on the bright side of the castle. exactly exactly yeah yeah <laughs> doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. yeah it's so great yeah okay well okay let's start off with this little cryptic bit as yeah. always so the, uh, this one is yeah. this one is interesting he bears the weight of god's own divine hatred so even just that is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. God's own divine hatred. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, uh, well, the whole benevolent God sort of thing becomes interesting to contemplate when when you think about words like God Almighty, you think about um, maybe grace, forgiveness, um, mm-hmm. compassion, all-knowing, um, infinite, loving. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I mean, the, he, he bears the heart 
And who's the he? Not sure. He bears, sorry, not the heart. He bears the weight of God's own divine hatred, separated from the virtues Mm -hmm. that gave it context. He is what we made him to be, old friend. And that is what he unfortunately wished to become. Right. So not only did they make him that way, he wished for it. And he got what he he wanted. He wished. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And that it happens to be, he bears the weight of God's divine hatred. Wow. That's quite a bridge to bear. For sure. Um, There's definitely um, some Old Testament God's wrath stuff um, that's that's in the Old Testament. And and I'm not comparing uh, the two, but we have to remember that our idea of God might be different than what they're talking about here. Of course, right? of course. Because I'm just, I'm just uh, regular uh, humans think of the heralds as gods, or maybe they thought mm-hmm. of the radiance as gods and the heralds as gods. And then we know that the Almighty is an, an actual level up, other than above the heralds. And that was uh, his name was Honor, and he's right. dead uh, supposedly. So right. there's a lot going on here when we talk about um, sentient beings. I was kind and of equating. And, I, I was equating either heralds or knights. Uh, to uh, to angels or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like a heavenly sort of body. But anyway, so it, it, an interesting thing there, um, heavy to, uh, with the divine hatred component and also interesting that he's what we made him to be, but it's also what he wished to become. Right. That's it. So, but again, uh, starting off this chapter with this Teft bit, so great. And I need to ask you a question because... So he, so Tef starts out speaking, says, I was young, so I didn't hear much. And then he says, Kelek, I didn't want to hear much. Mm-hmm. Now we've had that word before, Kelek. Yes. Yeah. So are we clear on Kelek? It's obviously a divine word. It's a, a, a Kelek is the short form name for one of the heralds. And one of the heralds, okay. And it is Tef's favorite herald to ah. invoke when talking. Uh, Shalash okay, seems okay. to use ash, which is shalash, when she says, oh, shalash. Ash's eyes, that's beautiful. Ash's she eyes, She tends yeah. to use ash, and mm. Teth uses kalek. He, he always uses kalek in his, he uses it as swear, he uses it as a, like, oh, God, like that kind of thing, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of zoinks. <laughs> that's um, what you're, that's yours? The herald is, is of zoinks? My herald. Zoinks! <laughs> is zoinks one of the ten heralds? <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it is to Shaggy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> um, okay, so, okay, that, that that clears that up for me. So, Kelek, I didn't want to hear much. The things my family did, they weren't the sort of things you want your parents doing, all right? I didn't want to know, so it's not surprising I can't remember. And he's talking to Sigzil here, so Sigzil nods, listening. Mm-hmm. He was infuriating to Teft in the way that he it was. I like this idea. The, the Asius man just knew things. Yeah. And he made you tell the, tell him things. So Sigzil's like the guy that you you confide in whether you want to or not. And right. I'm sure we all have we all have that person in our lives that he that just has just a way sort of, of making you tell him stuff, making you talk. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> now, could it be that he has a power? I don't know, but. Certainly, that's the way I was relating to, with this whole thing. Well, we know that uh, he's, so per- he's trained by wit. 
right? Sigzil was trained by we Wit. We do know that. And yeah. that mm-hmm. he's a world singer now. That, uh, you know, Wit dubbed him, you're a world singer now. And right. so he, he, his job is to get stories from people about their lives and their, and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, where they live and who they are. So this is kind of right in his wheelhouse to be able to do this. <laughs> he's obviously talented at what he does. Yeah. But like, so the two of these characters are on watch duty. <clears throat> They're sitting on rocks near the chasms. A cold wind blows. There's a high storm coming tonight. And then, it, and then it says here in the text, he'll be back before then, surely by then. Mm-hmm. So this is Teft believing that Kaladin will be back. Right. A Kremlin scuttled past, Teft threw a rock at it, driving it toward a nearby crack. So why have that there? I don't know. If I was to pick on it and extrapolate, as I do in my wild and crazy theories, well, what makes, a if I'm to equate a Kremlin with a chasm fiend, let's mm-hmm. say, what makes a chasm fiend retreat? A high storm. Right. Whose side is Teft on? Teft's on that's, Kaladin's. Right. So let's, I'll just leave it at that. I, I, that's all bit, that I read. It's like a little metaphor where uh, um, Teft is know. throwing rocks and a high storm at the Kremlin and hopefully that Kaladin will also be able know. to survive it in his cracks. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, yeah. I'm just... I'm just telling you the things that I think about. I don't know where they come from. I just, it's just what I think about. <laughs> I have about. no idea where my thoughts come I from. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea uh, where to attribute my thoughts. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, so Tef, I think this is Tef still. Um, I don't know what you want to hear all of these things for anyway. They aren't of any use. Sigsil just continues nodding and then Tef says, all right, fine. It was some kind of cult, you see, called the Envisagers. Mm-hmm. They, well, they, they thought it was, they thought if they could find a way to return the Voidbringers, then the Knights Radiant would return as well. Mm-hmm. Stupid, right? Only the, only they knew things. Things they shouldn't. Things like what Kaladin can do. Mm-hmm. So that's a great piece of background for, t- remember mm-hmm. how I've, I've been asking for, you know, when are we going to find out more about Taft? Like, right. you know, about a bit of his background. This is the first yeah. Nice little nugget. Yeah, it's great. His parents were part of this cult known as the Envisagers. We had... Now, in, we've... Envisagers yeah, was ahead, the title ahead. chapter of mm-hmm. a, ch- a chapter in um, The Way of Kings, and it was actually the chapter right. that appeared after Cal got hung in the high storm, and Teft was like, I knew it kind of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. the Envisagers, mm-hmm. we didn't even really know what it was until much right. later, but it was telling us that... Even though he's not one himself, he was raised in this cult. He and was so that's raised how in Teft this cult. Has the, ha, knows what's going on. Yeah, right. Or at the very least, thinks he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sigzil says, "I see this is hard for you. You want to play another hand of uh, Mikkim to pass the time instead? You just want my storm and spheres." Teft snaps, and don't call it by that name. Well, Mikkim is the game's actual name. That's a holy word, and ain't no game named a holy word. The word isn't holy where it came from, Sigzel says. <laughs> we ain't there now, are we? Call it something else. So interesting that he, that Teft is very much in defense of this. Right. Right? Like, it's, it's you know, kind of like Shalon, you know, where Shalon says, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to erect a glyph ward here and thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> just sort of reminds us of another aspect to, uh, to the character. Yeah, he's a little su- superstitious. He might not be religious, but he's superstitious. 
It's like, you don't say words that are divine like that. And then Sigzil's thing is, well, it was named that in a different place where it wasn't holy, like a non-Voran country. And now that it's yeah. here, now it seems to be all holy and stuff, but it's not really. Like, I like his point here. Sigzil says, it's a game of skill, not chance. So it doesn't offend Voran sensibilities. Right. That's interesting. Which makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be better if he just lost all of his spheres. This is Tef thinking this. Mm-hmm. In that storming game. It wasn't good for him to have money again. He couldn't be trusted with money. Interesting, right? That's another nugget. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Well, uh, I would remind with you money. that there's a moment in this book earlier where Cal mm. gets back to the, uh, to the war camps and he's mm-hmm. like, where's Teft? And then he asks Teft right. the next day and Teft's like, aren't I allowed to have a night off? <clears throat> he gets super defensive about it. Right. So, so maybe he was It might gambling. be related. It might not be, but we, we know mm-hmm. so little about Teft that we have to assume that everything right. we do know is all connected. <laughs> is all connected. Right. Yeah, sure. They thought, now referring to the cult, this is Teft speaking, they thought that people were more likely to manifest powers if their lives were in danger. Mm-hmm. So they put lives in danger, actual members of their own group, never an innocent outsider, bless the winds. But that was bad enough. I watched people let themselves be pushed off of cliffs, watched them tied in place with a candle, slowly burning a rope until it snapped and dropped a rock to crush them. It was bad, Sigzel. It was awful. The sort of thing nobody should have to watch, especially a boy of six. Yeah. So what did you, so what did you do? Sigzel asks. Ain't none of your business, Tef says. Don't know why I'm even talking to you. It's all right. I can see. I turned them in. <laughs> so he just blurts it out. He just like, says it. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. All right. Well, and the well, Sigzel's like, to, well, oh, I, I, I turned them yeah. in. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. To twist his um, rubber arm. I turned them in, Tef blurted out, to the city lord. He held a trial for them, a big one, had them all executed in the end. Never did understand that, this is Tef saying. They were only a danger to themselves. Their punishment for threatening suicide was to be killed. Nonsense, that is. Should have found a way to help them. Your parents? Mother died in that rock string contraption, Tef admits. She really believed, Sig, that she had it in her, you know, the powers. That if she were about to die, that those powers would come out in her and she'd save herself. Hmm. And you watched, Sigzil asks? Storms, no. You think they'd let her son watch that? Are you mad? But I did watch my father die, though. Hanged. This is really he, all really super sad here, right? Eh? So sad. This so group dark. Of people were so convinced that... If they put themselves in danger, they might manifest yeah. powers of the Knights Radiant to save themselves. Right, right. You know, I'm just going to say this. We know a little bit about the Knights Radiant powers, about the surges. And even if one of these people mm. could have manifested, manifested or something, a, they yeah, might have manifested yeah. something that couldn't have saved their life. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? A, a power, uh, like, <laughs> I conjured up a pink parasol. Like they, <laughs> or yeah, like a, an illusion of one. It wasn't even a real one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like mm-hmm. they, they, oh, I'm going to drop this gigantic rock on a, you and we'll see if illusion. you manifest a power. Oh shit. He did manifest a power, but the power he manifested right. was he stuck himself to the ground. 
He couldn't move out of yeah. the way of the rock. You know or what I mean? he shot himself straight up. <laughs> he shot himself into the rock. Yeah, exactly. And then it fell. And it fell down. And then it him crushed well. him afterwards. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this whole thing is really sad. This this whole um, cult uh, that they're that Teft is referencing. No, cult is can be a loaded word, but it's mm-hmm. a hell of a great rock band. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it makes me sad that that there are those that would be so sure of a given thing about claims that you can't substantiate mm-hmm. and you believe in them so much that you're willing to lose your life for those claims. Yeah. And he, he has a point here. He's like, they, you know, they, they were arrested and killed for trying to kill themselves. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Tef's totally right there. It's He's like got a, a really there's interesting... a waste there. Like they should have been helped. Oh Yeah. Of of course, mm-hmm. of course, they they should have been helped. Yeah, G- giving them the punishment that they were already doing to themselves, right? To themselves is madness, and I like that Teft uh, thinks like that. Well, while we're on this it. topic here, still, I just want to reiterate this thing that, well, they thought they could find a way to return the Voidbringers. Uh, mm-hmm. then the Knights Radiant would return as well. So their idea here is right. if we bring back the Voidbringers, the Knights, the Knights Radiant will come, come back too. to defend. Right. Yes. And this sounds an yeah. awful lot like other people who have, who are trying kind of the similar thing. You mean Amram? Hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. It sounds like he's, Try, he's trying to bring the Voidbringers back, right? That's what Shalana's found out. Right. He hasn't really, I don't think she's found out anything about him doing it for the purposes of bringing back the Knights Radiant, but mm. he is definitely trying to bring back the Voidbringers for some reason. Is it possible that Amram is a member of this cult of these, uh, what was the name again? The Invisagers. The yeah. Teft seems to believe they all died. Because remember he said something in the last book, he's like, I'm the last of them or something like, because he turned them in, he got to to live and they all turned them in. Right. 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 Either they killed themselves or they all got rounded up and killed by the, by the city lords. So anyway, something to think about. Well, he, he watched his, he watched his father die here. He's actually having trouble looking for his flask. So flask can't be trusted with money. If flask means uh, for some alcohol Mm -hmm. or some kind of beverage like that then that's two little vices that we get brought up here, as well as, you know, dealing with this, uh, this cult uh, component to mm-hmm. his past. He looks over at Renarin, though, fiddling with his little box, um, and he has some thoughts about Renarin here. Yeah. Um, Teft wasn't one for wanting to overturn the Light Eyes. Like Moash the talked al- about. Like Moash talked the Almighty had put them in their place. So it's like Teft is sort of seeing the light eyes like, you know, that's God's will, mm-hmm. you know? So he's not necessarily like Kaladin railing mm-hmm. 100% against the light eyes and the hierarchy, let's let's say. Right. It's more evidence um, that uh, Teft is a uh, pious man because he believes that the Almighty put them in their place. Right. But in a way, Prince Renarin was as bad as Moash. Neither one knew their place. Mm-hmm. So that sort of admits that Teft has a concept of the order of things. Right. Um, it didn't fit, even if the bridgemen liked the lad. Moash was one of them now. Storms, had he left his flask back at the barracks? So, yeah, still looking for this vice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Maybe he's just going for the flask because he's a little nervous about Kaladin being That's gone. That's possible too, yeah. Right? Heads up, Teft, says Sigzil. He turns around and he sees men in uniform approaching, stands up, and it's Dalinar Colon. Mm-hmm. With several light-eyed advisors, including Drahi and Scar from Bridge 4, Moash was promoted, and Kaladin is obviously away. So Teft has taken over assignments. They had said that he was in command now. And I want to just pause here on that last word, idiots. Yeah. What is your take on that? What does Teft feel about himself that... Well, we've had a scene between Teft and Kaladin before where Mm. Teft calls Kaladin's decision to put him in charge of men into question. Yeah. I can't be trusted. And Kaladin says, no, I I do trust you and I I trust that you'll do the right thing. And so Teft... So he doesn't trust himself He doesn't trust himself. Yeah. And whether that has anything to do with his, um, his not, uh, his ability to not be trusted with money. If I don't, I don't know Mm. if they're, they're like they, they match or they're, they're together, but this guy's Mm -hmm. really down on himself. Oh, certainly. Bright Lord Tef addresses, uh, Delinar. Adolin told me you men were coming here, says the High Prince. A rotation, I understand, referring to the, yes, the men and, uh, Right. Teft says, yes, sir, agreeing to that it was a rotation, but I like this line here. Teft was just on nearly every shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not on rotation. So, he's always here. Yeah. So he's, uh, now again, is it because he's just wanting to be here for every moment that it, that could be the moment where Kaladin comes back? I posit a theory. Or is it... I mm-hmm. posit a theory for for Teft. This isn't spoilery stuff. This is just me mm-hmm. coming up with this right now. Maybe Teft wants Cal to survive and that Cal be this surge binding potential night radiant because it validates right. everything his parents went through. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I Yeah, If absolutely. Cal is a night's I radiant, mean, then maybe his parents weren't that crazy after all. Well, the the only thing that would rail against that a, a little bit is in Teft's admitting that it was a cult mm-hmm. and in describing the deaths and things as awful. Right. But I think you're right though, that even though he might've witnessed, um, you know, he, he, what he witnessed were, were people believing in things to the detriment of their, of their death mm-hmm. or to the cause of their death. <clears throat> so that's what he witnessed. And that is tragic, but that still doesn't, take away that the cults claim that um what was it now that the void bringers if the void bringers right, return the knights radiant the, too right so it i mean really the deaths of his parents just quite simply I, I guess in a way proved that they weren't the knights radiance or they didn't have these powers or or at the very least their um their way of trying to bring about powers did not work but if work, Cal right, has powers, right. then maybe they weren't too far from the truth, and that might give right. him some comfort. I like uh, I like that interpretation ultimately of what you, what you said about mm-hmm. Teft and his pandas parents. Um, I think he recognizes that it was crazy, but I think you're right that a part of him wants it to be true. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so you really he's think? on he's on nearly every shift. You really think he's alive out there, soldier? Dalinar asks. He is, sir. 
Teff says, it's not about what I or anyone thinks. And I like that too, that assuredness. It's not about whatever I or anyone else thinks. It's a matter of fact, he is alive. Well, and I even think it's a matter, it's, it's not about what I or anyone thinks, it's about what is, and I think what the Almighty ordains, or yeah. what is already predetermined, we, we or something like that. have realized he's a little pious, yeah. He fell hundreds of feet, Dalinar says. Teft continues, the High Prince hadn't asked a question. Sorry, Teft continued to stand at attention. The High Prince did not ask a question, so Teft did not reply. Right, I like that. I like that a lot. I do too. I like it, because like, all Dalinar says is, well, he fell hundreds of feet. Mm-hmm. And then Teft is just quiet. The next paragraph deals with Teft having uh, strange thoughts of gruesome deaths from Kaladin being, you know, knocked on his head while falling, being crushed from the falling bridge. Um, and then he says, Kelek, they all thought he was. He is going to come back, sir, Sigzel. This is Sigzel saying. Yeah. He's going to come climbing right up out of that chasm right there. It will be well if we're here to meet him. Uniforms on and spears polished. Hmm. Tef says, we wait on our own time, sir, Tef says. Neither of us three are supposed to be anywhere else. I didn't come to order you away from your chosen task, soldier, Dalinar says. I came to make certain you were caring for yourselves. No men are to skip meals to wait here. And I don't want you getting any ideas about waiting during a high storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, sir, Tef says. But how did Dalinar know that he, was, that he had skipped a meal? Right. So Dalinar's got information, right? He does, yeah. Good luck, soldier, Dalinar says. Uh, soldiers there scurried like Kremlins after a storm. I want to, again, I just, just, I mean, in the paperback, it turns the page, <clears throat> but it, it's just describing after Dalinar leaves, all the attendants leave with him. And then it just, in the, in the text, soldiers scurried like Kremlins after a storm, carrying supply bags and piling them inside their barracks. What I just noticed there is that again, it's like, it's like perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're observing the Kremlings. Um, this observation is Teft observing the soldiers. And I was just thinking, well, who's observing that? Like, are we, are the soldiers like Kremlings to someone else looking down from, right? you know what I mean? Like, right. just, and all this talk of gods earlier, it's kind of apropos. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of apropos. Um, Dalinar's expedition was quickly approaching. Teft calls back after the high prince, sir. Teft says, you don't believe us that he'll come back? I mean, Dalinar says, he's dead, soldier, but I understand that you need to be here anyway. Well, Teft thinks that it might be all right that Dalinar thinks that. Yeah. Dalinar would be that much more surprised when when Kaladin did return. Yeah. And this is what I like. I like this last sentence here before the POV. High storm tonight, Teft thought, settling back down on his rock. Come on, lad. What are you doing out there? Yeah, because he... Oh, it's so good. It's so good. See, um, Teft and Sigzil, the two mm. of the people who are in the know about what Cal can mm. do, all of Bridge 4 knows what he can do, mm-hmm. or that he can do special things, but they don't know exactly what he can do. Not like Teft and Sigzil and Rock and Lopin, his like inner kind of group, right? Right. And they are like, why hasn't he just fucking flown out of the friggin' chasm and got over right. here already? Like, what right. is taking him so long? They don't mm-hmm. realize that there's been this thing that's happening with Cal where he can't breathe in stormlight. 
maybe hence the flask, hence the hence the skipping a meal, have to be here, I'm on edge because they have seen him do wondrous things. Right. And under normal circumstances, Kaladin Stormblast would be bounding out of that chasm. Right. Or or doing something fantastical yeah. to get out of there. Um, but this time, Kaladin is nowhere to be found. Right. So this has unnerved Teft. Uh, they, uh, and they I, fell, and I just love. They fell that day and then they slept the night. And now it's the next day. So we can say maybe it's been like 12 hours since the bridge fell or whatever, let's say. So Cal should definitely be back by now if he has all of his faculties and his powers. Yeah. Right. So this is why it's so confusing to these men. Like, where the fuck is he? We know he could survive that, but where is he? What's going on? I just got to say, I love that at the end of that uh, point of view where he says, come on, lad. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really yeah, the, like, like that. the little father figure, the, the older wiser. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. So then we go to Kaladin, but Kaladin is feeling like one of the 10 fools. In fact, he's feeling like all 10 of them right now. Mm-hmm. 10 times an idiot, but most specifically about issue. The, the fool who spoke of things he did not understand in front of those who did. Mm-hmm. Navigation in this chasm was hard. He could read directions by the way of the debris being deposited, and they kind of go through that a little bit here, which is really cool. The way that Kaladin can understand that from the time that he spent. Right. And just having a look at the debris. So again, he does have like investigative qualities. He to- definitely does. He absolutely does. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. His instinct told him which way to go, and those instincts had been wrong. Yeah. He, he shouldn't have been so confident. While Shalon is sketching, he calls out Sil. And still no response. He says, Silfrina, even louder. And still nothing. Yeah. Shalon is still sketching. She was another reason that he felt like a fool. Because why did he lose control when talking with her? This, again, I, I think is, you know, it's just Shalon getting to him. Mm-hmm. It, it's these two having kinetic energy like they're they're just i don't know there's there's passion between them right i i can't it's a it's a Clooney Wahlberg moment here because it's a perfect storm for kaladin Wahlberg, the perfect storm the movie um bad reference Um, it's a perfect storm for (laughs) kaladin because he he's annoyed by shallan he doesn't have his powers and he tried to take point and he got them lost again. And got so he's lost. like completely And he feels really bad yes, too. Yes, he does. He does. He really and you, does. And it's remember coming we've up talked here about in the text. This. Kaladin hates it when he fails at something. He really oh, gets yeah. hard on himself for failing. I think she yeah, actually he says ne- something about it He never lets it, it go. Of course, she addresses it. Yeah. Um, he, he, he is, he's admitting here for the first time something very honest in the next paragraph. She has won every argument so far, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really liked him admitting that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what she With does, his, right? I like this little Gandalf moment here. He's got this, uh, the spear and with the light shining from the sphere is tied to the end of it. So he's got a staff, yeah. like a glowing staff. He does, yeah. And I could really imagine that down here in the, in these chasms. So that was a great descriptor for me in terms of imagining, uh, what was going on down here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a part of him frantically wanted to dislike her. And yeah, that's kind of interesting too, because 
I think he does. But again, I think most of that comes from the disdain for light eyes and privilege. And I think so. That that he just assumes mm-hmm. so much about her. I think so too. Um, and just to look at her, of course you would. Mm-hmm. She's got this, you know, beautiful red hair. She wears these fancy dresses, yeah. and she's she asks, demands his boots, right. like. Come on. I she, mean, it, she's it, seemingly more interested in rock buds and vines than surviving. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but he's finding out more. And you know what? The big reveal at the end that's Shalon. Yeah. That's Shalon. I, I don't know what you call it, like unzipping her fly or whatever. <laughs> like, um, if only he could find Sill. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. I'm so anxious reading this chapter because I want I want Sill back, probably just as much or more as Kaladin. Come on, like Sill, where are you? Yeah. Um, be better to see her again. To know that she was all right. And then he and he comments here that scream. But you know what? I really love that that he's says everything would be better just to see her again. Right. And to know that she was all right. I really really like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, his his relationship with Syl is one of my favorite parts of the series. Oh man! You know, when in the first book, he absolutely, says, you know, like he, you know, she's so important to him. He doesn't want her anyone to take her away from him because he yeah. he never really he hasn't had anything in such a long time. And we just, dude, we literally just talked about how he's never truly alone because he's always has her, and what a comfort that is. Mm-hmm. And now she's left him. Yeah, and then she's gone right now. Yeah. yeah. She's what gives, like, him meaning. Mm-hmm. Or rather, Purpose. she's the most meaningful thing that he has in his life. Mm-hmm. Like, she means more to him than anyone else he's met. I think so. Probably including Bridge Four. And he loves Bridge Four, but, yeah. But I yeah, think, he loves yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, but there's something special there with Syl, yeah. He leans down to watch what she's sketching, this map, this, uh, that eerily looked like the view Kaladin had, and I put a star there because that's what I had said last pod. Right. That it reminded, that it was looking like as if he, you know, you're flying up above. Right. Um, and so he, he's noticing that as well. Um, is all that necessary in terms of the detail? And she just says yes. Um, it was already past noon hour. They only had seven hours left mm-hmm. before the high storm. Cutting it close. And, and he thinks, well, there's, it's no use. There's no rushing Shallan. So he, he leaves it to her and walks back through the chasm. Um, and he's just thinking, you know, who, who was this woman? Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to her and he says, your picture is amazingly accurate. And she says, well, you know, I may have underplayed my skill a little bit last night. I can remember things pretty well, though, to be honest. I didn't realize how far off our path was until I drew it. A lot of these plateau shapes are unfamiliar to me. We might be into the areas that haven't been mapped yet. Ooh, I thought that was cool when yeah. I first read it. I'm like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. Um, going into uncharted territory mm-hmm. together. Undiscovered countries. Mm-hmm. You remember the shapes of all of the plateaus in the maps? Uh, she, she hesitates here. Yeah. Not sure whether to admit it, because she ultimately does. She has to, because she's in dire need to to be honest right now. And almost they both do, right? The necessity for trust, yeah. I think the risk... It's It's, it's it's trust or die. It's worth the risk, because she doesn't want to tell how good she is, because she doesn't want other people in the war camps finding out. But in this moment, she needs Kaladin to find out. And I think she says something a little later about that. Like, if I had only... He's not a big gossiper, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. you know, he's like not. If, if there's, she doesn't know, though. Like, well, 
I would I don't know like Mr. Grumpy Grumperton the the bridgeman like I <laughs> he's think he's a gossip queen. Well, I mean I well, he's the furthest thing from it. So really she's very safe to open up. Right. Um but I think she's just, you know, slowly getting used to that. He admits that that's incredible that her her mm-hmm. memory is so accurate. And she's like, "Well, maybe not, but um something's very odd here." And there's that word again, odd. Odd. And he says, "What?" He says, she says, I think my sketch might be off. I need more information. I'm going to walk around one of the plateaus here. He says, all right. And she starts walking around. Mm-hmm. I love and this she, part. She's, she's pointing out things. She says, now that plateau, um, she said, pointing to the next wall, she began walking around the base of that plateau. Shalon, Kaladin says, we don't have, this is important. So is not getting crushed by a high storm. She says, but if we don't find out where we are, then we won't ever escape. Wait here, I'll, I'll be right back. And she jogs off. Kaladin was staring at the paper. Um, he'd eventually wound, sorry, Kaladin had eventually wound them around until they were going directly south again and then back east for a while. So again, he's thinking about what he had done to, I guess, make this situation even worse. Yeah. And he's like, please let her be wrong. Because if that means, if she's right. wrong, that means we're not actually as far as, as I made us go. It's not about pride at this point. It's just about situation. But then he says, but if she was wrong, they wouldn't know where they were at all. So which option was worse? Right. So his feelings are conf- kind of mixed. mixed on yeah. that. The walls here, uh, where they are, were right now are scraped free of moss and debris, which suggests that the chasm fiend maybe came through here. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I love this um, part here. I just love walked, this part so much. <sighs> she walked still, staring up at the sky, muttering to herself, I know I said that I saw these patterns, but this is too grand a scale for me to know instinctively. You should have said something. I And she cuts off. And because she sees Kaladin, mm-hmm. he fa- and he's narrowing his eyes, looking at her, because she's just talking to herself. Yeah. And then... He thinks, don't be silly. She's no warrior. Yeah, she, the knight's radiant. Well, that's what he had says. Soldiers, he hadn't found they? himself narrowing his eyes. That had mm-hmm. sounded like, he's saying that had right. sounded like him when he's talking to Syl. Talking to Syl. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, sorry. Uh, the knight's radiant had been soldiers, hadn't they? He didn't really know how much, um, or sorry, he didn't really know much about them. Still, Syl had seen several strange spread about. Hmm. So yeah, this is Kaladin getting, I don't know. I mean, I think at this point he knows something's up. Well, he, that, that's a he's really not going to let. Yeah. That's a really big clue there. Talking. It's a, you're someone. talking to yourself. Yeah. It kind of sounds similar to what he does. Shalon exhibits extraordinary, some extraordinary abilities. Mm-hmm. He's not quite clear on them, but that kind of memory and that kind of drawing. Yeah. And now you're talking to yourself. I think he figured it out right there. Well, he, he also th- seems to think that the Knights <clears throat> Radiance are only warriors and that but she's he not a warrior. But he doesn't really know. Yeah, but he's like, but I really have no clue, so, hmm. Right. So, so Shalon is uh, giving a glance at a wall. Yeah, at the, the scrapes, chasm, like And she said. scrapes. Is that what I think it is? Yeah, he said. Delightful. Here, give me that paper. He hands it back, and she slips out a, a pencil out of her sleeve and begins to sketch. And Kaladin asks, so is your drawing off or not? No, it's accurate. It's just strange. From my memory of the maps, this set of plateaus nearest to us should be farther to the north. 
There is another group of them up there that are exactly the same shape, only mirrored. <clears throat> and then he and then he asks her, "You can remember the maps that well?" Yeah. She says, "Yeah," and she says, "Yes." And then she says, "What are the chances that a series of plateaus would take the exact same shape as those on another part of the plains, not just one, but an entire sequence?" Right. And then Kaladin is the one who gets this. The planes are symmetrical. Hmm. And that is a huge reveal for her. She says, how do you know that? Right. And we it, know that he knows that because he literally flew right. over top of them and saw them, right? And saw it. <laughs> they are and so dancing admits, around their powers right now. I know, it's right? It's so funny. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, he, he calls it a dream in the next line. He says, it was a dream. I saw the plateaus arrayed in a wide symmetrical formation. Yeah. She looks back at her map and she says, Semantics, which we've had that word before too. Right. Do you remember when? Right. Um, that was with the sand experiment, right? Yes, with capsule yeah, and carburetor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he That's would make the sound and the sand would make those symbols. And those symbols right. were the way that certain old cities known as the Dawn cities were created. Were created. Or that they mm-hmm. naturally formed. They were natural formations. And then the cities were built in these natural formations in the ground. Oh, okay. Right. Like built around the natural formations. Yeah, yeah. But the natural formations using looked them. exactly like these tones that yeah. happened when you made this music to make the sand, the vibrations, right? The vibrations, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, cool. so he says what? Because I don't think he knows what the word semantics is. Yeah. And she says, I know where the Parshendi are. And the Oath Gate, the center of the Shattered Plains. I can see it all. I can map almost the entire thing. And he says, you what? Yeah. And she says, we have to get back. Yes, I know, the High Storm. And she says, no, more than that. I know too much. I know too much now to die out here. The Shattered Plains are a pattern. This isn't a natural rock formation. At the center of those plains was a city. Something broke it apart. A weapon, vibrations, like sand on a plate... An earthquake that could break rock. <clears throat> Stone became sand. And at the blowing of the high storms, the cracks full of sand were hollowed out. Are you hearing what she just said? What's that? That with the she thinks that the crevices the, where the chasms were, mm-hmm. those areas were turned into sand. Right. And that the high storms blew them away and then emptied them out. Right. Fucking cool, right? That's pretty crazy. It's really cool. So it's like oh, this entire area was basically like a desert, or or, or turned to a desert, or it was half of it was well, turned it, into a desert. If it was all sand, if it was all sand covering these these formations, yeah, you would you would only know if you blew them away, right? Right. It's so cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it's just, I mean, what's so cool about that is, I mean, if you take a look at a a desert, you know, um, visually, you wouldn't necessarily think there's a lot maybe going on under there. Right. But it's actually... But there might be so much going on under there. So much going on under there, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, So Shalon says, we need to to reach the center. And she says, I can find it, the heart of these planes, by following the pattern. And there will be things there. And then Kaladin says, the secret that you're looking for, the, the oath gate. Yeah. He's been paying so attention. It doesn't, 
But yeah, it's been, he's picked up on these terms, but again, I don't think he knows what that is. No, but he knows that they're important because she's been saying them, right? Right. Let's keep moving, she says. Didn't you mention how little time we had? Honestly, if one of us, if one of us weren't chatting away all this time and distracting everyone, I'm half certain we'd be back already. That's funny. That's great. And I think this is where we get the breaking of, of the tension. I'm leading now, by the way, probably for the best. Though, she says, as I consider it, might be better to let you lead. That way we might find our way to the center by accident, assuming we don't end up in his ear. Yeah. He gives her, he gives her a chuckle. The next few hours were excruciating and exhausting. It just took so much time because they had to make a little ground and stop, have Shalon sketch and correct the map. Yeah. Four hours left until the storm. Uh, Kaladin says, oh, I'm going to try to notice to, uh, I'll try for scouts again. So what, what Kaladin's doing while she's sketching is he'll call up and mm-hmm. try to get attention for maybe that there is somebody up there. Yeah. He knows it's such a slim chance because it's hundreds of feet. Yeah, it's they so won't far. even have the ability to they'd, be able to get them out. They would have to roll like a nat 20 on their listen checks. Like, Well, they would have had to bring, you know, f- four 50-foot ropes. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, at the very least, uh, to be able it's to do really this. a really fucking long ladder. It's a, lo- it's a lot of rope to bring. Uh, I think if you you're, buy one at Home uh, Depot, actually. I think one of those long ladders. <laughs> um... Hello, please reply. We're trapped in the chasms. Please reply, he says. They've probably all withdrawn into their cubbies by now, referring to these, uh, these, um, uh, chasm leapers, these, uh, wh- what are they called again? The scouts? Yeah, the scouts, but they, the, 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 uh, the jumpers. Yeah. The, the... So Kaladin thought that, uh, that they've broken down their watch posts and are probably waiting for the high storm already, yeah. probably in their cubbies. It's so sad. He couldn't feel the light anymore. For the hundredth time, he tries to draw in stormlight. Mm-hmm. This is getting depressing. Like he's yelling, Sill, please, are you there anywhere? I still don't know, he says. Is this a punishment or is it something more? What's wrong? And no reply. Yeah. Horrible image of her riding the winds, mingling with the windspread, having forgotten herself and him. She had feared that. She'd been terrified of it. Right. Because she had become so much more than what she was with interacting with him and uh, being bonded with him. And she right. never wanted to go backwards. You know what it makes me think right. of? It makes me think of Alzheimer's. You know, having become this person uh, and then, yeah, then okay. losing that person yeah. or like dementia or something, and then losing the person mm-hmm. you've become because you, you don't have your memories anymore. Um, it's just, it's incredibly yeah. sad. And I saw I, a movie that was kind of like that. It called Awakenings way back. Oh yeah. I remember that. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Great, great film. Um, she'd, she'd feared that she'd been terrified of it. Shalon's boots scratch the ground as she walks up. She says, no luck. He shakes his head. Well, onward then through soreness and exhaustion we go. You wouldn't be willing to carry me a little ways, would you? He glares at her. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she says, think how grand it would be. I could even get a reed to whip you with. You'd be able to go back and tell all the other guards what an awful person I am. <laughs> It'll be a wonderful opportunity for griping, no? Well, all right then. Off we go. And he just says, you're a strange woman. And she says, thank you. Yeah, so much like wit, eh? Yeah. The way that she responds. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. My, she noted, 
You've brewed up another storm over your head, I see. I've killed us, he whispered. I took the lead and I got us lost. There's the wretch. Yeah. Full and full effect. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't notice we were going the wrong way either. I wouldn't have done any better. That's very gracious of her to admit that. Right. I thought that was really cool. That's the truth, right? It is the truth, but it's but it's weird. I find that an older Shalon with him might not have been so gracious that I think because they're getting closer, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, she might have been a little more dismissive, like, you know, get this walking carpet out of my way. There's a lot, like, of, there's like, a lot going on between <clears throat> these two characters, and, and I would say, I would throw Adeline in this too, you know? There are all these three yeah. characters are kind of getting to know each other, oh, and... Um, dude, the big bromance when he admits how he feels about Adeline. Yes, at the end? Dude. I can't wait to get there, dude. So good. Yeah. That's gotta be, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. That's uh, my highlight, but... Okay, I should have thought to have your map out, so to map our progress from the start. I was too confident. But then I like what she admits here. She says, it's done. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'd been more clear with you about how well I could draw, then you'd probably have made better use of my maps. And I didn't. And you didn't know. So here we are. You can't blame yourself for everything, right? I really th- think that she explained that very well. And she's got him pegged here. You can't blame <clears throat> yourself for everything. And he completely yeah. blames himself for everything all the for time. For everything yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, right? Because he's silent. Yeah. And she's like, uh, right? And he says, it's my fault. You are really intent on beating yourself up, aren't you? His father had said the same thing. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine, Shalon says. You'll see. And that darkened his mood even more. Mm-hmm. You still think I'm too optimistic, don't you? It's not your fault, Kaladin says. I'd rather be like you. I'd rather not have lived the life I have. I would have the world was only full of people like you, Sh- Shalon Devar. I, again, I gotta say. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. He's, if he's developing, I don't know. I don't know if he has like a little weird, oh, a strange, you know, how when you're in grade school and it's, it's the, the girl that hits you is the girl that likes you. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like that between, but it's Kaladin that, you know, he's saying, oh, you annoy me and you're, why are you so strange and whatever, but really maybe he likes her. I don't know. I think he does. I don't necessarily think in that way per se, Mm -hmm. but but I think he likes her. It's it's important for Kaladin just to like people. <clears throat> Not even yeah. like romantically, just to like people, yeah. to just be around to, people. Yeah. You know, and to have the, the cloud have go away for a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. You totally. know what? Let's not worry about Kaladin's love life. Let's just have him have platonic relationships with people first. Yeah. That, and then that we'll actually work on having a girlfriend. <laughs> or a boyfriend. Um, or a boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Or a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, people who don't understand pain... Uh, she says, oh, all people understand, or sorry, she, he says, all people understand pain. That's now, sorry, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, and then she interrupts him and says, the sorrow of watching a life crumble, of struggling to grab it and hold on, but feeling hope become stringy, sinew, and blood beneath your fingers as everything collapses. Yes, he, he, he agrees. You mean the sensation? It's not sorrow, but something deeper of being broken, of being crushed so often and so hatefully that emotion becomes something you can only wish for. 
If only you could cry, because then you'd feel something. Instead, though, you feel nothing. Just haze and smoke inside, like you're already dead. This he stops. stops. Yeah, he stops. He in stops his in his tracks, yeah. dude. Yeah. At this. Yeah, I know. The crushing guilt, she says, of being powerless, of wishing that they'd hurt you instead of those around you, of screaming and scrambling and hating as those you love are ruined, pop like a boil, and you have to watch their joy seeping away while you can't do anything. They break the ones you love and not you, and you plead, can you just beat me instead? And he says, yes. Shalon nods, holding his eyes. Yes, it would be nice if nobody in the world knew of those things, Kaladin. She calls him Kaladin Stormblast, actually. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything I have. This is... He saw it in her eyes, mm-hmm. the anguish, the frustration. She had been broken too. Mm-hmm. He And she... that's an incredible meeting of the two of them. It's like, amazing. It's just... Yeah. It's it, amazing. This... This is a side of Shalon that she's l- not let anyone see. Not Yasna, not Adeline, not no. Tin, nobody. This is... This not is that the, we've read, This is no. the broken girl, right? This is the girl who flinches. Yeah. Um, the one that we literally yeah. just found out about, right? Because Shalon just kind of admitted this uh, recently mm-hmm. in, our, in our books here, in, in our reading. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is the real Shalon talking, which is amazing because we don't get to see her very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is exactly how Cal feels, which she yeah. could not have said better words. I don't think, you know, no, she nailed it. I mean, he literally stopped in his tracks. She was already saying amazing things earlier and it just kept building right up until this moment, right. admitting and showing him that she understands mm-hmm. and not even that she understands that she is broken. Mm-hmm. And that is something that he really identifies mm-hmm. with. For, so, if I could make an uh, edit yeah. to the book, if I could, mm. having known what we know, mm. I would have written, um, it was the terrible nothing that clawed inside and sought to smother her. She knew mm. it was there inside. She had been broken. And then italics, I would write, that's how they all were, silly. Right. right. That was, um, Sil. that was Sill's observation. Yeah. That's all About they all the were. Night's radiance. That's how yeah, they all were. Yeah. Silly. That's how they all were. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. Well, this, th- this whole show and tell, uh, sequence, that's maybe, uh, that, well, no, that wouldn't have made an alternate. The, so the, the, the title of this chapter is vigil, but, but this is show and tell like, like these are two, two kids, if you will, mm-hmm. t- telling each other who they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and revealing themselves in this, in this chasm, facing this crazy, um, moment of death that keeps looming towards them. This is my highlight here. She, she smiles anyway. Yeah. This is, that's my highlight. Yeah. It was the single most beautiful thing that he'd seen in his entire life. And what that said to me was that even though she identifies with everything that he is struggling with emotional like with his emotions the way he feels about the world his place in it Mm -hmm. she smiles anyway yeah like that's so opposite to where he's at Mm -hmm. and it's and to him it's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen someone who's gone through it and can smile through it right it's awesome because you and you know why because he wants to be that too yeah and that's why he admitted on the previous page i would have the entire world populated with you shalon yeah if we could yeah 
Yeah. And then he's it's like, so, uh, he asks it's her, amazing. he's like, how? Like, how are you able to be like How are you this able to do right? this? And I love their answer. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Helps if you're crazy. Come on. I do believe we're under a slight time constraint. Yeah. And she starts down the chasm. Again, a slight time constraint. Are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, we're about to okay. die. I love it. Oh. So he stands behind feeling drained, but oddly brightened. Yeah. Isn't that great? It's so great. That I thought would have been a great title for this is oddly brightened. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Yeah. I mean, vigil is cool, but I'm still kind of unclear. The vigil. Well, is it, are we looking at Teft's? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's I their, suppose, their yeah. vigil, right? That's their vigil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the chasm seemed a little brighter. Tien had always did that to me. So again, she has really got to him. Yeah. For him to admit that the chasm feels brighter, he feels a little and better, that, he's thinking about Tien. And Tien used to do this to him too on his darkest days. Tien always had a way of being able to brighten it. Yeah. And Shalon's done yeah. this. I love it, dude. My heart is I know. crushed right now for it. I love it so much. It's so Yeah, great. it's amazing. I think she says we need to focus on the positive. This um, whole section On the positive so side of being down here in the terrible chasm. She says, come on. I have the sense that it would be better not to encourage you. Oh, what's the fun in that? She says. Well, we are about to get hit by a high, by a high storm's flood, so our clothing will get washed. She says. See, the positive. He snorts. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, that that Bridgman grunt again. That dialect again. She says. That grunt meant that at least if the waters come, it will wash away some of your stench. Ha! She says, mildly amusing, but no points to you. I already established that you're the malodorous one. Reuse of jokes is strictly forbidden <laughs> on pain of getting dunked in a high storm. I have I, to admit that I love like, that. her little lash there, yeah, like strictly like talking about the precedent of the yeah. jokes. It kind of her character sort of reminds me a little bit now that I think about it, of Hermione Granger. Yeah, it's a Partic- little bit Hermione. Particularly the brilliant particularly scholar in the, in yeah. the first in the first few books mm-hmm. where she's just very uh I don't know, like a precedent has been set or a correction. And and I just love that she's like, you can't reuse jokes. Like, I just love that. Like, yeah, you can't we're re- playing a game here and that's not part of the game. You have to have new jokes. Uh, I declared that you're the stinky one. So if you say that <laughs> yeah. I'm stinky, uh, that joke just doesn't work. Yeah, that's, you can't use that joke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Danny says, it's a good thing we're down here because I had guard duty tonight and now that I'm going to miss it. That is practically like getting the day off. I love all this stuff. And and, and to go swimming, no less, she says. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. like, again, I'd love it. Yeah. And they're doing this while walking. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, she stops to, you know, sketch and update the map. And that's what this conversation right, is. Right. Her plan's is working, right? So distract great. us. Let's distract us of where we are here and let's just walk. <clears throat> it's so great. She says, I'm glad to be down here because the sun is too far bright up above and it tends to give me a sunburn unless I wear a hat. It is much better to be down in the dank, dark, smelly, moldy, potentially life-threatening depths. No sunburns, just monsters. No sunburns, just monsters. That's another great title (laughs) for this chapter. No sunburns, just monsters. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm glad to be down here, he said, because at least it was me and not one of my men who fell. His are more practical, I find, yeah. with regards he's like, to... Like, she's like, you're not good at this. Yeah, you're not very good at this, are you? He says, sorry, I meant that I'm glad to be down here because when we get out, everyone will cheer me for being a hero, for rescuing you. Better, she says, except for the fact that I do believe that I am the one rescuing you. Yeah. He glanced at her map. 
point, he says. Yeah, it's so great. I am glad to be down here because I've always wondered what it's like to be a chunk of meat traveling through a digestive system, and these chasms remind me of the intestines. <laughs> and he says, I hope you're not serious. And she says, what? Of course I'm not. Ew. <laughs> Again, delightful. All this banter is just so, so, it's so, so cute. Great. Um, you really do try too hard, he says. That's what keeps me insane. I'm happy to be here because it reminds me of how lucky I am to be free of Sadius's army. Ah, she says. His light eyes sent us down here to gather, Kaladin says, and didn't pay as much at all for the effort. Tragic, she says. You could say that we were given only a pittance. He grinned at her, and she cocks his head. Pittance, he says. You know, we're in a pit. Oh, Storms, you don't actually expect that to count. That was terrible. And he says, I know, I'm sorry, my mother would have been disappointed. She didn't like wordplay? No, she loved it, just she'd be mad if I tried to do it when she wasn't around to laugh at me. <laughs> so that was his little attempt at a joke. Yeah. I thought it was cute, it's but, all uh, right. but she's, it's not, all right. she's, she's not letting him have no. it. That's great. Um, because by now, Adolin will be worried sick about me, so when we get back, he'll be ecstatic. He might even let me kiss him in public. Ooh. And then here's a uh -huh. moment here. And Catalan Adolin, thinks, yeah. Adolin, right. <laughs> right. That dampened, that dampened his, his mood. mood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take that too harshly. Uh, it's just a reminder of him. It just, you know what I mean? It but almost I, feels it's, like Cal is like, right, there's Adolin to deal with. Like I'm having, right. I'm actually having fun with this girl. Yeah. Oh, right. Adeline. She, she, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it could be a little bit of jealousy and I was, um kind of looking i guess for that um between these three characters leading up and uh now i'm not so sure i want it <laughs> in terms of uh in terms of that but we'll see mm -hmm. we we probably need to stop so i can draw our map and so that you can yell some more for our potential salvation he says yeah i suppose hey up there anyone we're down here and we're making bad puns please save us from ourselves now that was funny right and she chuckles at that one, so that's good. So he actually got her to laugh at her at a real joke. Yeah. So that's that's cool. <laughs> that's pretty great. Um, but he th but then he says, "Wait a second, was that a voice up there? Oh no, it's a, it's a trumping sound like a horn's call, but it's growing louder, washing over them. Then an enormous skittering mass of carapace and claws crashes around the corner. It was a chasm fiend." He snatches Shalon by the arm and pulling her into a run. She drops dropping her, her satchel. Yeah. Right. Dropping her satchel. He could feel the thing too close. The walls of the chasm shaking. Bones, twigs, shell, and plants cracked and snapped. The monster trumped again. A deafening sound. He could feel it right behind him. He whips Shallan in front of him and thrusts her into a fissure in the wall. As a shadow loomed over him, he threw himself into the fissure as well. She grunted as he pressed her against some of the refuse and twigs that had been packed by the floodwaters. The chasm fell silent. Kaladin could hear only Shallan's panting and his own heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, he still had his spear from, that was his improvised lantern. Coming up here is one of my favorite bits. Mm -hmm. um, she held him from behind, and he could feel her tremble. He was trembling as well. 
Um, as he, now, hang on. The diamond spheres that were on his uh, spear, it illuminated broken frill blooms, writhing vines on the ground, and they twisted and flopped like men arching their backs. I love that description mm-hmm. when the chasm fiend is moving around and cuts off the vines. Yeah. They're wriggling like they're still alive. Yeah. Um, and twisting like like men arching their backs. Yeah. The chasm fiend, where was it? Shalon gasped, arms tightening around Kaladin's waist. Mm-hmm. A large, inhuman eye was watching them from above. A terrible, glassy, green eye. A large claw slammed against the side of the hole, trying to force its way in. So this goes on for quite a little bit here mm-hmm. in the description. I like. The, I just love <clears throat> this so much. I love the eye in the crack coming down. Yeah, looking it, down, it this makes green me, glossy eye. It makes me think of the very beginning of this book when Shalon jumped in the water to see the Santhid to, and was yeah. there with this giant eye. With the eye. One yeah. peaceful beast. And one not peaceful beast. And sh- I just really love how it like, it like goes together. It's super cool. Um, it's waiting. Shalon says, you sound proud of it a little. How long do you suppose until he looks upward, but couldn't see the sky. Mm-hmm. The crack didn't run all the way up the side. He says two hours, maybe until the high storm right. comes. That's all they have left. Cause they can't be in this crack when it happens. The chasm fiend is trying to get at them with one of its legs, but still it can't get to them. Mm-hmm. That eye returned, looking at them. Kaladin, staring that thing in the eye, spear held up wardingly. Shalon, rather than looking terrified, seemed fascinated. Mm-hmm. Crazy woman, he says. So, Shalon says, we, what do we do? We wait? Sweat trickled down the sides of his face. Wait, how long? He'd survived a storm once, barely, and he had done that with stormlight. Mm-hmm. It would be a very, very bad way to die yeah. if they were left down here. Oh, for sure. The chasm fiend did not leave. Minutes passed. And finally, Kaladin makes his decision, and he moves a step forward. What are you doing? Shalon hisses, hisses at him. When I'm out, he says, run the other way. Don't be stupid. I'll distract it. Once you're free, I'll lead it away from you, then escape. We can meet back up. Liar, she whispers. Mm -hmm. You can get back to the war camps on your own, he says. I can't. You have information that needs to get to Dalinar. I don't. I have combat training. I might be able to get away from the thing after distracting it. You couldn't. If we wait here, we both die. Do you need more logic than that? I hate logic, she whispers, always have. That takes us... See, this for me, this is classic, like, I don't want you to go. Yeah, it totally like, is. when she says, you know, I hate logic, you know, I, I don't want you to mm-hmm. go, like, it's implied. For sure. Like, I don't know. Um, I also, just, Shal- I we know Shalon hates logic because Yasna gave her a really harsh les- lesson in logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, you mean in the alley? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You can't do this. I can. Who knows, he says. Maybe I'll get in a lucky hit. He reaches up and rips the sphere off the spearhead, then tosses them out into the chasm so it gives him more light. He says, get ready. Please, she whispers to him, don't leave me down in these chasms alone. He smiles wryly. Is it really this hard for you to let me 
win one single argument. Right. I love that, dude. Ugh. Yes, she says. No, I mean, Kaladin, it will kill you. He grips his spear. Perhaps that was what he deserved was to die. Apologize to Adolin for me. I actually kind of like him. He's a good man. Not just for a light eyes. He's just a good person. I've never given him the credit he deserves. So great. Kaladin. Oh yeah, I know. She says Kaladin. And then he says, it has to happen, Shalon. Well, at least, she says, reaching her hand over her shoulder and past his head. At least take this. Take what? This, Shalon said. Then she summoned a shard blade. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps, dude. Yeah. I just, awesome. do you know how hard it is for me not to read the next chapter? You could, <laughs> like, you just might forget what you read until next week, until oh, Tuesday. Dear, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing chapter. It's so great, right? Amazing. There's only a little bit of like, action at the end when they're running away, but most of it's just them uh, talking and bonding and like, yeah, yeah it's so great. This little it's bit about really Adeline good. at the it, end here, you're right when you said that earlier. It's such a great moment what? to tell Adeline, I actually like him. He's oh, a good yeah. guy. Like, I know. You know he's like, a good guy. I never I know. gave him a shot. You know, like maybe we can go yeah, hang out yeah. sometime if I survive. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dude. It's amazing. A highlight for me. Jeez. I don't know, man. The whole chapter is amazing. There's so many moments. Um, the two of them bonding, um, you know, I, I think, I think I'll pick the end, uh, when he's, you know, speaking about Adolin that, you know, tell him that I, I, I never gave him his due credit. It's so great. You know, like, like really Kaladin thinks this is it, that he could die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's even so Shalon, even, I, I think Shalon trusting him to, uh, opening up and, uh, and really reaching him. I think maybe maybe that's my highlight is him stopping mm-hmm. when he stops and has to listen to her because it's so compelling. Yeah. He connects with her so much. Yeah, um, that's pretty great. It's really great. What about yours? Um, I um, I love the and then she smiled. Oh storms, mm. she smiled anyways. Mm-hmm. And then he says yeah. it was the most beautiful thing he'd seen in his life. In and his life, I just yeah. love that. I think it's really great. Um, it gives me goosebumps every time I read it and I've read mm. it several times and I just, it always gives yeah. me goosebumps though. I do want to point out the funniest moment in the chapter is when she says, <laughs> if one of us hadn't been chatting away and distracting us, we'd be back already. And she's talking yeah. about herself. I find yeah, it incredibly I funny. It's so awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's oh, like it's I said so to you at the beginning of this chapter, it's one of my favorite chapters in the book, even though there's you yeah, know, not much that for happens. Me too. It's just... I, we yeah. finally get these characters together and they finally yeah. get along and who doesn't yeah. like it when people get along? Like I just, I love right. that shit. So, right. You know, exactly. you know what other shit I like? I like an info dump. I love an info dump. Okay. Uh, brought to you Let's by the hard research, uh, hard work and research by Buzzkill Joe. So thanks again, Joe, for doing all the work. Um, mm-hmm. I also included a couple of things on my own. So I actually did some work on this mm-hmm. info dump as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to pull, uh, call well, do out. Tell, do tell. I wanted to call out the flatbread and dried ch- chul jerky from uh, last mm-hmm. chapter. Um, mm-hmm. I also like this idea that the soul cast food is stale. 
stale. Yeah, yeah. you can tell. I like that too. Yeah, me too. It's really cool. Yeah, um, like glue. I liked uh, that in Hearth. He tells her in Hearthstone, bath day was once a week. Like it's it's re- yeah. it's really funny. Like you could stink <laughs> all week, but it's not Tuesday yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone everyone loves a good Tuesday because that's when you get clean. Well, and it, and it further proves that uh, when she calls him malodorous, and you know, like it's just yeah, yeah well, like you come from a you come from a long line of once a week bathers. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the description stands. I think I think you're right. I think it totally stands. That's so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then the other stuff I have here that uh, um, Buzz did for us. Let me just cue mm-hmm. it up here. So uh, the safe hand stuff from the last chapter where they mm-hmm. he inadvertently touches her safe hand. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Buzzkill said, is this uh, akin to touching someone's butt by accident? I wonder if it's <laughs> along the same lines. Um, Buzzkill has well, a dirty mind, apparently, who want to go around touching people's butts all the time. So thanks, Buzz. Well, most of us cover our butts, so I think that's why our butts are safe. Uh, like, I have, have safe don't you butts? have a safe butt? pocket that you well, put my, your butt in? I or? have pants. Well, I, I wear pants, so it keeps my butt safe, yeah. right? So my butt's... <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a little list here of some of the quotes about the Chasm Fiend. This is some new information. Not new, but like kind of reiterated mm. again. I wanted to kind of go through it. A sudden four-voice trumpet echoed through the Chasms, yeah. uh, as loud as a thousand horns being blown, which is amazing. Um, the the plants and stuff all retracted from him uh, from the the the, the, the chasm fiend, which is amazing. Um, it was long and narrow, and it wasn't bulbous or bulky like some small kremlings. It was sinuous, sleek, and arrow-like face and sharp mandibles. Mm-hmm. Um, their claws looked like they were meant for breaking shells, and that face was something from a nightmare. Evil, powerful, almost intelligent. And that's that moment at the end here when Shalon's like. You look sort of proud of it because it's sitting there waiting for them, right? And she's like, I'm a little proud of it because it's an intelligent beast. And we know that she -hmm. just loves all this stuff, right? So it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, what else do I, I have I wonder here? what they're getting at by a four voice trumpet. I don't know. Why it's like, voiced? it's, um, it's, it's, curious, it's super like creepy. Four different like lungs maybe, maybe inside maybe i don't know, I don't know. it's uh, unless we get shalon to cut one open and find out we're not we're not going to really be sure what <laughs> what's going on in there uh, d- dissection over here please we already talked about the uh child of tanavast um child mm-hmm. of honor part that um happens at the beginning here in, the, in one of the epigraphs and the first chapter um tanavast is mentioned and we already kind of related it to the callback from the the uh, uh storm dream that uh, kaladin has so i don't think we need to reiterate mm-hmm. it even though i just did um mm. <laughs> he felt like one of the ten fools eshu right um eshu yeah, yeah. yeah eshu who spoke of things he did not understand in front of those who did um who Ka- did kaladin yeah. has in the past already said that he felt like one of the ten fools but he used a different ten fool last time the quote is cal leaned um, Cal leaned back, breathing in and out, and he felt like one of the ten fools, specifically Kabin, who acted like a child, though he was an adult. So there's another mention of the the ten fools here. So it's the ten fools. Yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, hmm. what else? I'm just thinking that I I connect with with Ishu as well <laughs> when I'm when I when I'm <laughs> when I'm speaking about what I think I know, and all of you guys that have read more than I do, you do know. <laughs> So I connect with that actually a lot right now. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really great. 
Um, Call me issue. We um we know about um we know about somatics. We've talked we talked about that earlier. Um, I don't think we need to bring it up again. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool though. I love that. So cool. And then uh, Mitchum we talked about. It's a game of skill. This is the game that mm-hmm. um, involves colored rocks, and then the you have to like. Um, was it like you guess yeah, what you the other to, uh, has? You have to hide them from your opponent, and they have to guess which ones you've hidden. So it's there's not full. Mm. There's not like a instruction manual in the book on how to play it, but it's um it's pretty interesting. Almost like pirate's dice a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, um, so that's the the episode, everybody. Let's um we're gonna be doing two more chapters in next episode. So seventy two mm-hmm. and seventy three. Um, so we are really close to being done. This part here, part four, is almost done. Sanderlanch really? is almost about to be ready. Oh. Yeah, we're we're cooking up uh we're cooking up the Sanderlanch here. Um, okay. So then, uh, the other thing that we we should do is I'd like to say hi to patrons. We've been uh, kind of doing it uh, on and off, and I want to kind of get back in the habit of doing it. So let's go through our list of patrons and. Oh boy, do we ever have a bunch of new ones? Um, so just today. We uh, got a new patron named Justin Elliott, and there's also mm. Laura, Kevin Friede, Riley, Chris Wally, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valk of Marin, Jan, Chelsea, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan, Christer, uh, Richard Featherson, Ilya, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., Pacman in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, also known as C Money, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willem, Christopher Jack, Ratman, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton. Man, we have two full pages now. Wick, <laughs> Buzzkill Joe, Alex DeFour, Daniel Widden, Werewolf Will, John M, Jake DeFeo, Robert Gobel, My Mom, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Pappy, no, 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 Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. If you'd like mm. to be uh, with the Patreon team, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. You can get the Discord link and join in all the fun that's going on there right now. Uh, we are about to have a couple of really big moments in part four where we're going to do some live reads. So if you're interested in listening to those live reads, join the Discord. You can do that if you go to patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to us and tell us that we talk too much and you want the episodes shorter, or if we don't talk enough, you want the episodes longer, <laughs> you can do so at heroesofcathra at gmail.com. You can reach out on Twitter, which I don't know if I want to be on Twitter anymore um, because of the big acquisition, at Heroes of One on Twitter. Sorry, that's a little side thing there. Uh, <laughs> you can always reach out on Instagram at the, the Storm Pod or visit our Reddit, uh, the Storm Pod as well. Um, we've just reached actually 50 people on the on the subreddit, so that's awesome. Anyways, everyone, that's our episode. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of... 
Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra. And then immediately she's like, storm winds. Hadn't she, uh, hadn't she intended to keep her visual member or, or member, her visual memory more secret than this? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm you said that member. That's funny. I know. And then you, and then you laughed about it. I didn't. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take three. Uh,